The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Welcome, uh, great to have you here on the Blaze. Um, there's just so much going on today, and and six hours is not going to be enough. There's there's only three hours left, but uh, started the first three on uh, Glenn's radio program, filling in for him today, and uh, now in these three hours, and I still don't think we're going to cover all the material. Uh, that needs to be covered. Of course, there was an, yet another terrorist attack in London. Uh, if you live there, you got to be a little on edge, I would think, to go anywhere and, and do things. It's, does it, doesn't it have to be, at least in the back of your mind, the number of times they've been attacked. Today, it was a train attack. Uh, fortunately, only the initial explosion went off, but that was supposed to set off the main explosion, which probably would have been much, much worse the the one that did go off injured 22 people but no one killed so uh really a blessing there but also uh we have these strange uh protests and strange feelings about the national anthem now because of what's going on in the nfl and now it's spreading to businesses and we'll talk about an employee at buffalo wild wings we didn't spend enough time on that earlier this morning so we'll, we'll talk about the buffalo wild wings situation where they wouldn't let the customers hear the national anthem because the national anthem's inappropriate for some reason uh also the Folsom uh california high school that's discouraging their students warning them not to chant usa usa that could be intolerant or offensive it can to who what i mean are there members of isis in the stadium, maybe it'd be offensive to them. Is is Kim Jong Il uh, in the stadium? Uh, I guess it'd be Kim Jong Un. Certainly, Il's not there. He's he's more than ill. He's dead. Uh, so we also have Antifa, who's admitting now that they're and they've admitted this before, but they're doubling down on the fact that violence is part of their agenda. And uh, we're gonna start out with this little gem. This is an amazing story. We talked the other day about when, when the iPhone uh, 10 was announced, how some of the features, you know, could be a little concerning. I mean, it's got the facial recognition and we just continue to seed uh, more and more of, of, our, of our freedom and our privacy for security or just convenience now. I mean, it's just if it's convenient, we're willing to do it. Well, Sweden is already using embedded microchips in people's bodies instead of credit cards. This, I mean, it is, it's not something to warn about. It's not something way down in the future to think about if you're a conspiracy theorist or a crazy Christian that just, you know, happens to believe the Bible. It's actually happening in Sweden now. 3,000 people have had chips embedded, implanted in their skin, and... Uh, they're actually using them in stores. You just scan your hand. You just scan the wrist. So they can secure areas of buildings. They can 
enter buildings with it. Um, they can they can pay at the grocery store with it. It's, it, uh, it's pretty amazing. Now, Revelation 13, 16 through 17 reads this way. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he had that mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That is, if that doesn't send a chill down your spine, <laughs> nothing will. So they're actually putting this into the wrist, or I, I don't know if the, if the forehead is an option here, but it's definitely under the skin, and they they're saying it's replacing credit cards and keys. Stephen Ray, who's already overseen the program for Sweden's largest state-owned train operator, allows customers to scan their chips instead of using tickets. They just come by for your ticket. It's it's embedded in your hand. Uh, BBC News showcased the system in which Swedes are able to have their embedded chips scanned by a conductor who uses an app to match up their chip membership number with a purchased ticket. Really amazing. Wow. Despite uh, Stephen Ray dismissing concerns about privacy when the program was launched, some customers complained that their LinkedIn profiles were appearing instead of their train tickets when conductors scanned their biometric chip. You could use the microchip implant to replace a lot of stuff. Your credit cards, the keys to your house, the keys to your car, he told the BBC. His sentiments echo the tone of an NBC News report last year, which asserted that the microchipping of children will happen sooner rather than later. And that means Americans will eventually accept the process as something just a normal part, just like the barcode. It's not a matter of if it will happen but when, according to an electronics expert. And, and we talked about this a little bit with, with the digital angel thing 15, 17 years ago. That, that's, that was their claim. That, you know, if you have a heart attack, it will actually call 911 for you. It will uh, send your vital statistics to the emergency personnel so they'll know in advance and, and what to have ready. And it'll save lives. And, of course, you, you implant this in your children. If they're ever kidnapped... You'll be able to find them through GPS because their chip will send out the signal. Also, I mean, maybe it's not even something as drastic as being kidnapped. If they go out on a date and they're late, you can find out where they are. Pretty handy. I mean, it's obviously incredibly convenient. You don't ever have to have your credit cards with you. Your credit card can't be stolen. Your information can't be stolen because it's embedded in your hand. Unless somebody cuts your hand off to use your information. <laughs> then I don't. I'm not sure if it, if the chip would work at that point. I, do, I don't know. But this is amazing. It's actually here. And it kind of sounds like what we were warned about in the book of Revelation. Doesn't it? Hmm. He causeth all, meaning the beast, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he had the mark wow and so if this does replace credit cards if it replaces cash and you just go to a system where it'd be so convenient it's just implanted you can never forget your information you always just swipe your hand over the scanner and it comes right out of your bank account that way mm. you swipe your hand over your 
door and you're you're in your car and it'll start because you just swipe your hand wherever over whatever ignition switches there and it starts your car who wouldn't love that convenience right but what are the terms of the agreement but what are the terms of the agreement just click through right yeah you know there's nothing to worry about right right? don't even worry about it click click accept okay silly that you even brought that up Uh oh silly oh no pretty amazing so i mean that goes way beyond the facial recognition thing of the new iphone 10 that is way beyond the toll tag situation or the grocery store discount cards that we were talking about uh and then the cameras on the freeways and the cameras in stores cameras in banks were monitored and watched everywhere we go the nsa has trillions of bits of information about us that they store and i i don't know that they're using it now but they certainly could and they certainly could in the future google store stores all of our internet information supposedly you know officials could turn on your computer in the middle of the night search through all your stuff there ah it's not a problem i'm not doing anything wrong what do i care if they're monitoring me triple eight Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. I I just think this is chilling. You know, maybe I'm making too much out of it, but that seems chilling to me. So that's uh, that's another one of the things that we'll talk about. Also, uh, Berkeley, the campus at UC Berkeley was in a huge panic all this week because, heaven forbid, uh, Ben Shapiro was going going to uh, appear on campus. He's a speaker. He's a uh, talk show host he's been on uh glenn's show we've had him on before Great guy. Uh, really good guy smart very very conservative and so they had to close classes some because people were so upset <laughs> you gotta get people counseling because they're too freaked out that a conservative is on campus and might say things uh and sure enough antifa showed up and, and nine people were arrested because they want to be the only ones with free speech. Everybody else has to shut up and sit down. And this Antifa situation, this is another thing we, we uh, need to talk about because not only are they exclaiming and admitting the fact that they're going to use violence, they have used violence and they're going to continue to use violence, they doubled down on it. Jake Tapper just did a report on this last night. Welcome back to the lead, the national lead now. By most accounts, almost all of the people protesting against the hateful bigots, the Nazis and Klansmen in Charlottesville, were peaceful. But not all of them. In their midst was a sometimes very violent group of protesters that call themselves Antifa, known to not only clash with bigots, but also sometimes with police and occasionally storefronts. At least two journalists in Virginia were assaulted by violent counter-protesters over the weekend, including this cameraman from the Richmond CBS affiliate. CNN's Sarah Gannon now takes us inside Antifa and shows us this group like you've never seen it before. All right. It's 6 a.m. in Portland, Oregon, and we're headed to a bar with blacked-out windows. They wanted to meet us really early in the morning because they're concerned about a lot of people being around. Mm. We are meeting members of the Rose City Antifa, Mm. short for anti-fascist. This group's main goal is to disrupt neo-Nazis and white supremacists. That's a sticking lie. Their main goal is to shut down capitalism. 
they they want the free market to go away. Their main goal is to bring about socialism or communism in the United States of America. But also take on government and capitalism. Right, thank you. Antifa mm -hmm. is any group that's willing to stand up against fascists by any means necessary. Sure. By any means necessary, they say, can mean outing a white nationalist at their work or to their neighbors. Or, as we've seen recently, violence, fires, property damage, hand-to-hand -hand combat at protests across the country. Explain to me the reasoning behind fighting. You have to make it so unpalatable to be doing white supremacist mm. organizing that they no longer want to do that. And historically, mm. that's what's worked. You have to put your body in the way and you have to make it speak in a language that they understand. And sometimes that is violence. There's no firm number on how many Antifa activists there are in the U.S. because there isn't any one organization. Mm. Most are local groups that recruit and communicate through social media. But experts who track these organizations say their membership is growing in response to the rise of white national groups and the election of President Donald Trump. Yeah, that's more like it. The election of Donald Trump because a, a Republican was elected after they had a, a Marxist in office and they loved it. They have a socialist leaning guy who is very much into Marxism in Barack Obama and, and they love that. And now we don't have that. And so they're all up in arms and they're, they're trying to bring back uh, some sort of system that institutes more socialism. These guys are always masked. They're, they're always hiding their faces. They're cowards. They're bringing clubs and other weapons. In fact, nine of them got arrested at the uh, Ben Shapiro event last night. And a lot of three of them were arrested on illegal weapons charges. These are not good people. They're not fighting against fascism. They're not fighting against white nationalists. They're fighting against the United States of America. 888 933393 It's Pat Gray Unleashed. And we have uh, Cosmo They are on a mission right now. Cosmo Hertz Kids founder is Miss Victoria Hurst. You probably recognize the Hurst name. Yeah, her family, the Hurst Corporation. They're the publisher of Cosmopolitan Magazine, which is known as Cosmo for short. She believes that Cosmo contains pornography harmful to kids. I believe that too. And if you're on board with it, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. They're not trying to censor the magazine. They're not trying to get them out of business or any of that. All the goal is here is to have states material harmful to minors laws applied to Cosmo. So you can't sell it to any of the kids under 18 years old. If you'd like to learn more about this campaign, maybe get involved, uh, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. She believes that all we just need to take a stand against pornography being sold to anyone under the age of 18. Completely reasonable. And no, it's not a boycott against Cosmo. It's just applying common sense to the situation. So visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. <laughs> Pat Gray, Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Glad to have you here. Appreciate it. 
You can also check us out on the podcast. If you can't listen to the whole show and you miss something, you can certainly go to the podcast. You can listen on demand. Go to theblaze.com and, and you can access radio, TV, podcasts, all of that. Also, iTunes uh, is a great place to do it because we want to, you know, we want to shoot up those iTunes charts. Yeah. Like I said on the on the radio show, I, I was really humbled by the fact that we debuted at number 11 and now I'm just greedy. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to push it all the way to number one. In fact, uh, you tweeted out about an hour ago a, a way that people, a direct link to every podcast possibility and where you can go to review. Uh-huh. You didn't know that, did you? That I, you, of course, you tweeted well, that out. I tweeted it, so of course. Sure. Of, I knew. knew. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's good. Yeah. Wait, I'm glad you're not Twitterless Pat anymore. A lot of people call me Mr. Twitter now. <laughs> oh, uh, so, I like that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, Dirk in Colorado, you're on The Blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. I lo- love your show. Uh, Thank you. Long-time listener to The Blaze and first-time caller. Great to have you. Um, tried to get a hold of you yesterday, but came in in the last couple of minutes on the show. Okay. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about was basically about the Dreamers. Um, although I, uh, you know, feel for them because mm-hmm. you know, oh, oh God forbid, their parents dragged them across the border, and you know, they didn't know anything about what was happening to them, right. even though it was a better life. Um, I'm uh, an expatriate from Canada. And by the way, Canuck is a term of endearment. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I've been here since 97. uh, I came in legally, uh, went through on a a, uh, a fiancé visa, met my wife in the 93 floods. We were both Red Cross workers down there. Oh, wow. Sometimes you find uh, joy in the the, uh, worst conditions. Right. And I want to get a big attaboy and a big girl to all the workers that are working in the flood zones right now. Keep a stiff upper lip. Try not to get too uh, emotionally involved. I know it's a hard thing to do when you see everything and everybody's got. And, uh, you know, good luck mm-hmm. to all of you. Um, however, getting back to the point I was trying to make with the Dreamers is I came over in 97. Mm-hmm. It took five years to get my green card. And that was with going to the uh, – to the uh, <clears throat> the immigration offices uh, five times a year. Uh, then you have to get your green card. Once you get your green card, then you have to wait 10 years to become a citizen. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, Are you a citizen they, now? No, I am not. Unfortunately, um, I would love to become a citizen, but then I, le- then I lose all my Canadian pensions. Oh, okay. So uh, the you way can't have, agree- you can't do, could you not do dual citizenship or no, unfortunately they don't allow that anymore. Okay. Uh, wow. The only the only thing they allow now is basically that if you have pension coming or if you're a disability, there's an agreement, a treaty agreement with Canada that each pays fifty percent. Okay. So you're supported by Canada and the United States. Mm-hmm. However, that going through all that period of time, if I had brought kids with me, they would be now of the age to go to university, which comes out of my pocket. Now, I live in Colorado, and in Colorado right now, they passed the law for the Dreamers that they will get education all the way up through university without paying a dime. They get, they get free college? Yeah. Free, or they pay the state rate? No. The in-state free. rate? You're saying free college tuition just because they're here illegally? That's correct. What is that? What? And it was passed here in Colorado by the Colorado State Legislature. How have we not heard about that and ranted and raved about that? That is insanity. Because, 
Colorado is basically a uh, state which uh, yeah, welcomes I, everybody that's illegal. I know that's it's it's uh, been headed that direction for a long yeah. time. And it's not even a city; it is a state that wow. is agreeable to have that's a sanctuary for anybody and everybody. Um, you know, I paid my dues. I have been in here since like I said, mm. ninety seven. Right. So you know, twenty years here. Uh, that has to really piss you that... off. You've you've done it the right way. You yeah. got in line. You waited your turn. You're trying to do it. You wanted to be legal. You wanted to and still wanted to enjoy the American way of life. And then you see other people doing it the wrong way and being rewarded for it. How much? How aggravating is that? It's it's aggravating. It it, it, it without a doubt. Jeez. But you know what? The only thing we can do is vote and change everything. Yeah. Well, except you can't vote. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but, but other people can, yes. you know. But they need to hear all this stuff. They do, yeah, they do. You know, they need to hear from the people who have actually emigrated legally to the country and uh, their stories. I have heard about hearing the dreamers' stories. Let's hear about hmm. the people who actually came here legally and what yeah. they had to go through. Yeah, and that's probably why the dreamers, you know, and their parents decided not to go through that because they had to wait 15 years before they could become citizens. I and, and, and it should, you know, and then they whine about, well, it's hard to be an American citizen. Oh, well, then okay, by all means, break our laws. Then it should yeah, be hard. Exactly. Anything <laughs> worth doing, anything worthwhile, takes effort, and certainly becoming a U.S. citizen does. Yeah. But, you know, I've heard in the past that some of these um, illegal aliens are offered in-state college tuition. So, like, because they're not citizens, they you can't consider them as a citizen of that state. Um, but they, were, they granted them that privilege anyway. But this is the first I've heard that they actually get free education all the way through uh, the university system. That's yeah. And that I mean, that's nuts. how it is in Colorado, as far as uh, we were told from the news media and everything else that was going on locally. Wow. Uh, the other thing that, that bothers me is that uh, the other day, I think it was yesterday, you mentioned that the Dreamers are also serving in the uh, armed forces. Uh, some. The, that's what they're claiming. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that then they're really uh, perpetrating crimes because don't you have to have a Social Security card to work in this country? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, where did they do. get the Social Security card? Well, they, they borrowed that from it's somebody illegal. else. It's probably, <laughs> you know, years ago they did, a, did I think, on 2020 uh, the same kind of story, and they looked at illegals on how they were actually surviving and working in the workforce. And they were actually getting Social Security cards from graveyards. They would go pick mm. a name about the same age as them. And then they would go and uh, say, oh, I lost my card, blah, blah, blah. So they'd assume the identity of a dead person. And then they would get their Social Security card, and then they'd be, be able to pay taxes and, and work and reap most of the benefits. But it's still highly illegal, or at least I used to think so. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other uh, thing that was really – and this might be – people might say it's a conspiracy theory. Mm. But I remember in the 70s there was a documentary – that was shown in Canada. It, I don't know if it was shown in the States, but it was about a uh, labor um, union uh, person. I can't remember his name. He was Hispanic. He was fighting for the rights of the uh, laborers coming across from Mexico and working uh, as pickers. Mm -hmm. 
and was trying to get their their you know their wages up because basically they were working on a uh, like factory farms and basically owed your soul to the company store by the time they got through with it. So they tried to get out of that, and he pointed to a map on the wall that showed the areas of the United States that were actually part of Mexico originally. But he was going back to the date of the conquistadors, going all the way up the West Coast, all the way up to Colorado, and then as far east as North Dakota. And he said, what we're we're going to do is we are going to take back our country, and we're going to do it by sending more illegals over the border than the United States can handle. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go into those states because that actually is our country not belonging to the United States. So they look at California, they look at uh, Oregon, all the way up the West Coast, plus Colorado, as their country. As, as Mexican territory. Yeah, that's... Um, right. The, the name of that group, I think, is uh, Aslan, or at least they used to be called that. I don't know if they still are. I appreciate the call, Dirk. I, I, I know, it's just, it's it's insanity. But that's where the, you know, the whole phrase, uh, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us. That's where that comes <laughs> Catchy. from. Catchy. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean... If you can chant it on a street corner, then you know it's true. They didn't cross the border. The border crossed them. It's a good rule of thumb, huh? We're the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And that's how it's always presented. We're the bad guys, and anybody who wants to follow and obey and pay attention to U.S. law is a terrible, hateful person. And everybody who wants to support people coming into our country illegally and doing whatever they please, including getting free college tuition when our citizens can't, well, they're wonderful. I, uh, man, is it frustrating. It is frustrating. 888-900-3393. All kinds of stuff going on. With it. We'll get to it all. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. And not a moment too soon. 888-933-93. Somebody sent me this. Uh, do you know who it was, Keith? I don't I don't know who sent this. This is really cool. It's the Freedom Project. The Freedom Project Project uh, from somewhere Yeah, um, where there's freedom. I'll get some more details for you. And it says, this is one of my pet peeves, and, and obviously it's written here, so I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is just because I say it or they have been saying it for a long time. We're a republic, not a democracy. <laughs> nice. It, every time I say that to people, yeah, I know, Pat, that's, it's, why do you make such a big deal out of that? That's no big deal. It is a big deal. Huge deal. It's huge now because democracy has been hijacked. The term, uh, the actual uh, political system has been hijacked by socialists. And socialists are trying to pawn themselves off as democracies or democratic socialism. Or yeah, as, a, as the founder of the Libertarian Party referred to democracy as, uh, it's two cats and a mouse deciding what's for dinner. Exactly. Yes, right. And it's, it's, it's what this, this society, uh, the democratic socialist society, is trying to 
uh, pawn off on our children. As I played this the other day, listen to this. Capitalism. It's what gives us 200 kinds of cars, 4 million kinds of apps, and 57 kinds of Hemsworths. But what is it exactly? Capitalism is a man-made economic system based on profit. I love that. It's a man-made. Like the implication is socialism is from God. Is that what it is? It's a man. What political system isn't man-made? It's bizarre. It takes wealth and resources away from the public and puts it in the hands of private capitalists. A few become enormously wealthy on the backs of the many. This consolidated control of Do we know how many, um, how many millionaires there are in this country? We should look this up. A few. Uh, we should look out the, the number of billionaires, millionaires, and people who make over $100,000 a year. Okay. Uh, it, it's going to be a pretty large number. Profit and political power leads to extreme inequality. These factors all make capitalism profoundly alienating, which is why everyone and everything seems so distant, so hopeless, no, so doesn't. odd. Mm-mm. Thanks, capitalism. But there's another way. Democratic socialism. I know, I know. You probably think democratic socialism <laughs> is for strong men with elaborate mustaches and French college students. Now the music is happening. See, now uh-huh. we're supposed because to be Because democratic uh-huh. socialism is for everyone. Uh, no. Democratic it's not. socialism fights inequality by giving power back to the workers through unions and true representation. It overcomes alienation and inequality by strengthening civil rights and building solidarity among the many. No system is perfect. But the one we live in now is needlessly cruel and unfair. (laughs) And millions want something new, something better. Help build that something through the Democratic Socialists of America. New members joining every day, new chapters starting every week. We're waiting. Brought to you by the country of Venezuela. (laughs) Where everything is so fair and equal, nobody has anything to eat. (laughs) But they're all starving equally. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And there's virtually no millionaires in Venezuela. And they don't have any toilet paper down there either, which is fine since they don't have the food. You don't even need to get that far. Wow. Okay, so in the United States of America, there Mm -hmm. are 540 billionaires. Mm Mm-hmm. 540, most in the world, I'm guessing, right? Sure. 540 billionaires. I'm going to go out, <laughs> way out on a limb and say, yes, that's the most in, in the world. There are 13 million millionaires. Mm. 13 million millionaires. Do you know that Bill Gates alone, when he went public with Microsoft, created 11,000 millionaires? by himself when micro when microsoft went public and the stock uh went public 11,000 people became millionaires overnight i i mean capitalism isn't just for a few and, and then we have to put up with garbage like that i just you know and then our our young people hear that stuff and because it's presented in the way it's presented they just they drink it in and they believe it and, and they believe that capitalism is a cruel system. Uh, there's nothing more cruel than socialism and communism. There's nothing that has killed more people except for communicable diseases than socialism and communism. Over 100 million people have died as a result of that ideology. Only infectious disease has killed more people than, those, than that political system of Marxism. That came from Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. 888-933-9300 or 888-933-93. Tom in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. 
Tom, you there? Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Pat? Doing good. Oh, uh, yeah. My wife wants me to tell the story about how I met Al Gore. Okay. Uh, anyways, my family is from Canada, and we immigrated, and we did it legally. We didn't sneak across the border. Thank anyhow, you. Thank uh, you for doing that. And it took us a couple of years to get here because we had to go through all of the you know, BS paperwork and all sure. that stuff, but, and medical examinations and all this good stuff. Yeah. But uh, anyways. How long ago was I this, thought, Tom? How long ago was that? Uh, that was January 28th, 1970 when we got here. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't I'm have to put up with any now. of that now. That's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we moved into the Boston area, mm-hmm. and uh, I graduated high school. I joined the Army. Uh, I started applying for citizenship at the time, but I kept getting deployed, and I kept missing my appointments. I did it like four times. And then uh, finally in 1990, I had an appointment to go get sworn in in Nashville, Tennessee. In uh, uh, Oh, yeah, and then Saddam Hussein decided to invade Kuwait, and we uh, got deployed. I was in the 101st at the time. Wow, thanks for your service. Oh, yeah, my pleasure do it all over again uh when i got back i called ins and uh they squeezed me in in about two months and i went down to nashville got sworn in you know big ceremony the judge said his spiel and then he said we had a special guest and i wasn't political at the time i didn't really follow it and uh so he introduced senator al gore at the time and uh mm-hmm. I was, you know, we filed out of the gallery. He was shaking everybody's hand, giving everybody a pocket constitution, which I don't know what he would use that for, <laughs> uh, and a little American flag. And I was in my dress uniform, and when I got up to him, I stuck my hand out to shake his hand, and he just stood there looking past me. And it was like an awkward 30 seconds. Me standing there with my hand out, him looking past me, and then one of his minions said, uh, Move along. Oh, my gosh. So I moved along. Why uh, Why wouldn't he shake your... Did he know your political persuasion? Why would he do no, that? Oh, he just saw me in the uniform. Really? Right. I was a staff sergeant at the time, and I'd just gotten back wow. from the Gulf War. Wow. Anyways, uh, my <clears throat> first act, my first political act was to vote against him and Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good and, way to start. I've been voting against them ever since. Well, thanks for doing that. That's a that's a fun story. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. And, and again, uh, I've been listening to Glenn since about 1998 now. Yeah. So yeah, a long time. But appreciate uh, it. Well, thank you. Uh, good to hear from you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I I wouldn't expect Al Gore to be a real nice guy, but you would think he would shake the hand of a military uh, of military personnel, wouldn't you? We were looking up what uh, our first caller of the day was talking about in Colorado, that, that the uh, illegals there, the Dreamers, receive free co- college tuition. I, I can't find that. What, what I think it is is what I was talking about before, and that's that they, uh, they get the in-state tuition, which they shouldn't get because they're not citizens of the state. And here's what's unfair. Let's say my kids live in, you know, we're from Texas, obviously, but then they, they went to school and this did happen. They... They're from Texas, but they go to Utah and want to go to school in Utah. And so they have to pay out-of-state tuition, which is a heck of a lot more expensive than in-state tuition. However, in Utah, illegal aliens pay the in-state tuition, even though they shouldn't be not just in the state, but in the nation. 
shouldn't be in the country. And then they get that break. How is that fair? I'm talking about fairness all the time from these left-wing idiots. How is it fair that my kids who are citizens and we've done all this stuff right and we follow the rules and we obey the law and then we send our kids up to school and we got to pay three times what an illegal alien has to pay to go to the same school? How is that fair? It just isn't. It just isn't, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter because somehow illegal aliens are exempt from all of these things. You know, for some reason, you can't separate the family of illegal aliens, even though they've broken the law. And the immigration law is just the first of the laws they've broken because when they work here, they've got to come up with with a social security number. And in order to do that, they have to steal one from somebody else. So they're committing identity theft and fraud. They're committing tax evasion, and you've got the illegal alien, uh, the illegal entry into our nation. But separating them and sending them home is something so heinous we can't do that. However, if I break the rules in this country, if I break the law in this country, they they won't hesitate to send to to separate my family. They'll send me to jail, and there I'll be separated from my family. <laughs> Why is it? perfectly fine for american citizens to be separated from their families when they do something wrong but not illegal aliens not the illegals you can't separate them and their children are sacred don't forget their children come directly from heaven <laughs> their children have been sent here directly from heaven huh. like kim jong-un yes yes they descended in a cloud or on a chariot or something i i, I didn't see them arrive right. but i know they came directly from heaven so that's how pure they are. That's how wonderful they are. They've done nothing wrong. And even the fact that they're here illegally isn't their fault because they came straight from heaven. So obviously they're residents, they're, they're citizens of heaven, mm-hmm. not the United States of America. <laughs> so we, we got to cut them that slack. Okay. Leave them alone. Huh. Leave them alone. And if you don't, uh, you're a terrible person and you should burn in the fires of hell. Whoa. Really? <laughs> Yes. That's an extreme we yes, just you. went from. We went from heaven to hell just like that. <laughs> well, yeah, because you haters. Right. I mean, I'm just trying to tell you that these are wonderful people that have never done anything wrong. Nothing. And and you can't separate them. And they're wonderful. And they're they're like sacred people, like angels. But you, who want them to, I don't know, leave, <laughs> you should burn in the fires of hell. Wow. Okay, because you're a hater. Okay. Uh, 888-900-3393. 888 Can I just learn Spanish, though? Pat Gray Unleashed. Make it easy. No. 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 Okay. All right. No. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here I am. on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393. Uh, I was mentioning the uh, the cop. This is, what do they call these? Uh, yetis, right? These are, well, this is a yeti. Uh, this is just a, uh, I don't know what you call the ones that are not uh, actually officially It's a yetis. tricky name. It, actually, they go by um, the term coffee mugs, I believe is what they're referred to. But I don't put coffee in it, so I wouldn't call it that. Because I, I don't drink. 
It's okay. It's a mug. Tumbler. But it's, Thank it's you, more, Oh, a tumbler. Yeah. But it's more than a. It's more than a mug because it keeps. It keeps the beverage super cold, so ice doesn't melt in your beverage, mm. or super hot, so that it's hot for hours. Like a thermos type deal. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they wrote on it, uh, "We're a republic, not a democracy," which is one of my pet things because I hate it when we're called a democracy now and i didn't used to i used to be the same way oh it's about the same thing you're just you're nitpicking stop that well you can't stop that because the socialists have hijacked the word democracy so it really means something now and uh so that's great and it was the freedom project academy that sent me this and they got this uh they have this little booklet i believe it's an online uh academy Mm. Talks about their vision, their story, their common core, free, fully accredited. Um, and then they talk about how their system works, smart tuition, the payment plan. Really good school. So um, you might want to check into that it, because as we've been talking about the last few days, the public education system in this country has gone to hell. And it's, it's, gone, to the, it's gone to the progressives, which is the same thing. So, so. If, you, if you're looking for an alternative, if you're looking for a way out of that, uh, there's an idea for you. Matt in Florida. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Matt, are you there? Yeah. Turn down your radio and uh, go ahead. Matt, well, we'll have to, good stuff, we'll have to hey. come back to Matt. Maybe put Matt on hold. Hey, uh, my oh, there he is. Hi. Hi, Matt. My name is Pat. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I'd like to start off. Uh-huh. I'm, I benefit from the Dreamers program. I came to this country when I was three years old. Really? And um, I feel, I don't know, very contradicting about my opinion. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't become legal until I was around 15 years old. How did because, that happen? Um, How did you become legal? Um, through Dreamers. And I got a social to work and... Um, I got, you know, the point is, oh, I'm sorry, I'm pretty nervous. This is the first time I ever called in radio. <laughs> oh, just relax. No problem. All right. So anyways, uh-huh. I came here when I was three. Okay. I grew up, I guess, with an American mentality. I learned pretty good English. My grammar is pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I barely, uh, yeah, I barely speak Spanish and everything like that. But anyways, I grew up American, man. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the horse capital of the world. Um, all my friends, most of my friends are country and, uh, I see a lot of things going on right now with people, you know, talking about the immigrants, talk about DACA, how immigrants come here to just take all the money, get on welfare, Mm -hmm. um, take all the benefits from other Americans. But I would say this, um, these illegal aliens need a social security number in order to take advantage of all those things. Sure, a lot of immigrants steal Social Security, mm-hmm. work here legally, and all this stuff, but um, the American employers are the ones hiring them. If you really want it to change and you want illegals to stop working here, you should really crack down on the employer. I'm just saying that. Yeah, there's no question about that, and I've, I've been an advocate of that for a long time. Um, appreciate the call, Matt, and, and I, this is a difficult uh, situation for people like you who came here at three, and obviously you had no say in that. Um, and, and you're apparently going about becoming a a legal resident of the United States, which is fantastic. And I applaud you for doing that. But I have always been an advocate of just following us law and us law says that employers 
may not hire illegal aliens. So if you're doing that knowingly, then then you should pay a penalty for that too. Then you should be uh, brought to justice for that as well. The other problem, though, with employers doing that is that in a lot of cases and in a lot of states, they can't even ask the employee if they're legally here. So if you're if you're tying their hands, what are they supposed to do about it? So this problem has to be attacked from a number of different areas. And the first thing that has to be done, and I've said this since the dawn of time, you've got to secure the border. You stop the bleeding. You stop the hemorrhaging first. Secure the border. And then we'll deal with all the rest of it. And we'll deal with that, I, I advocate, by just following U.S. law. And eventually, the problem is going to, we're going to be able to get our hands around it. But we're not doing any of that. And we're certainly not securing the border. And we're not following U.S. law. So nobody benefits. And and that includes the dreamers here. Because a lot of people who have been here for a long time, 15, 20 years, we had a great couple who worked in this building. And 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 they they cleaned it every day. And they were the hardest workers you'll ever see in your life. They cleaned from early in the morning when I got here at like 4.30 or 5 until sometimes late at night, like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Just the two of them. Uh, A fantastic... Everybody in this building loved them. But they'd been here for 20 years. She spoke not a word of English. Not a word. So, the previous owner of the building took complete advantage of them and paid them nothing. And when Glenn bought the building and realized they were making nothing, he quadrupled their salary. The husband wasn't even being paid. He just came to help his wife so he could be with her and get her out of the building sooner. And he got paid too now. So we're doing such an injustice to the people who are here by encouraging them not to learn the language. They're never going to get ahead in America by not knowing English. You'll never get ahead. The best you could do is probably clean a building or mow a lawn. I mean, maybe work construction, but maybe not even that. So if we would just use our heads, if we would just tell the progressives to shut up and sit down for a while, let us deal with this thing reasonably. Let's use some common sense and allow them, encourage them, help them, direct them to speak English so that they can flourish in this country and not just barely survive. But instead, we're not doing any of that. And so the problem sucks for everybody. Uh, Mike in Texas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How are you? Doing good. Hey, love you and and us too. Watch you almost every day. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, first time caller, North Dallas. Just down the road. Uh Uh-huh. I want to talk about the the, the Robert E. Lee statue removal yesterday. Uh, In Dallas, they removed... I didn't even see this. They removed a Robert E. Lee statue? they removed it down in North Dallas in, uh, was it Oakland? Oak- oh, um, wow. They removed it yesterday. Wow. They had the big, okay, the big, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. There's a few issues about it. You know, my, I had a couple things to say, a couple statements. A, I don't understand why all of a sudden all these statues have been around for years and years and years, and now all of a sudden it's a big deal. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into that point. Two points I have to make is, they bought a, brought a big crane from Houston, Texas, which, in my opinion, 
is better served in Houston at this point. <laughs> yes. Yes. To bring it up here, no, and I don't know if you saw the news then, and that crane had an accident on the way up here that killed somebody. The crane killed somebody on the way up? On the way up. It was on the news. It was on, I saw it on Channel 11. Good heavens. Locally. Wow. Killed somebody. So I guess my point is, mm. is to me, and they spent $500,000 from what I've heard, and I thought maybe you might have some stats. I may be wrong on the number. About $500,000 to remove the statue, which included the payment of cops to surround the statue for almost a week to keep people from vandalizing it. Mm. And as you know, living here in Texas, the Dallas Police and Fire Dep- Pension is so underdepleted. And we had to spend so much money to remove a statue from a pension plan that is going to be 21 years. I think it's 21 years to 31 years for it to become basically break even point. And that's why the Dallas cops are leaving because they're having to contribute more money to their pensions. Jeez. And they're leaving mm-hmm. because they're like going, why do I want to pay all this extra money? You know, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. You're coming in at 21, 23. You're having to pay extra money to pay all the retirees. Yep. And you're like going, that pension is not going to be there when I, when I retire. And they leave. And so my thought was, and I want to get your thought on this, was in my opinion, instead of removing that statue, change the name. Just get rid of the name. You know, Robert E. Lee Park. That's a beautiful statue. I don't care who it is. It's a beautiful statue. Yeah. So put a statue of like Harriet Tubman or something like that and just show the, the history of the Civil War. Right. And put the prominent people around it. Yeah, appreciate the call. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we'll get into that coming up here in just a few minutes on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93, 888-933-93. The House passed a budget today. And, um, I believe yesterday. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of the, a lot of the real conservative people in, in office that we count on to kind of maintain conservatism voted against it. Uh, it was a $1.2 trillion bill. Right. And yeah. what, what does it include? Didn't it defund Planned Parenthood? Uh, I think through uh, December. I mean, why would you want to go through the whole fiscal year? Let's just do just a little bit of fun. Be, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. They they're defunding it through December. Yeah, that's what it looks like here. Yeah. And of course, it, this is the <sighs> what, more what conservative branch of the government, the, the House of Representatives right now. This has still got to go to the Senate. Who knows what it's going to look like when it's done over there? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, unbelievable. None of this is going to look the same when this thing goes through the whole process. But uh, yeah, it was interesting to see that the 15 uh, Republicans who voted against it were definitely the big time uh, libertarian minded conservatives like Justin Amash, Mo Brooks. Um, let's see, we got DeSantis. Uh, Representative Massey is one of them. Mark Sanford. I mean, these are big time conservatives who are just like, all right, enough of this. And so they're, they're voting against it on principle, obviously, but it mm-hmm. looks like it's. It definitely passed the House, so uh, we'll see what happens with the Senate. Wow. 
3393 um we've been talking about several things um among them this situation uh involving antifa who uh advocating for for a virtually violent overthrow of our government i mean they they claim to be against white supremacists but i mean other than the charlottesville virginia situation i don't know of that many white supremacist rallies that they're that they're combating i mean really do they get together every weekend in some i i don't hear about the gatherings if they do it's it's a pretty rare occasion when the kkk or neo-nazis or white supremacists get together and start shouting in the city streets of america it, I mean, it doesn't happen enough, certainly, for there to be a, a group that opposes them wherever they go. So Antifa claims that they are uh, combating fascists and neo-Nazis, but what they really are combating is the United States government and capitalism. And uh, as we played for you earlier, uh, Jake Tapper did a report on them, and, and they're talking about the fact that, yeah, it's legitimate for them to use violence because that's the only thing these people can respond to. Now, if that was a conservative group, it would be it would lead every newscast. It would be on everybody's lips, and there would be all kinds of outrage over it. But because it's a left-wing group, it's, it's a it's an anarchist group, a socialist group, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, we were also dealing with this situation in Sweden where they're embedding microchips into people's hands uh, instead of using credit cards. So 3,000 people in Sweden have already had implants into their hands. And uh, they'll, they'll be able to uh, conduct commerce with this. They'll just swipe their hand over a scanner and it will deduct money directly from their bank account. They can use it as, as a key or a, a, to their house or like a way to uh, start their car. I mean, is it super convenient? Absolutely. But it's there's also a little problem. I mean, if you're religious, if you're a Christian and you've read the Bible, perhaps you've heard of Revelation 13. And he causeth all, both small and great, speaking of the beast here, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he had that mark wow so could there be a scenario where credit cards and cash are replaced with a chip in your hand absolutely that could happen it's already happening in sweden but wait a minute whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on this is an important issue we need to talk about here you know how like sometimes you pay cash you get a lower rate than if you pay credit Mm-hmm. Like, what if you get even a third lower rate if you go with the Mark of the Beast? Then are you signing up for that, Pat? Like, No. Instead of just 5%, it's more like 10% off of your stuff? No? No. Right. That's why I still don't have the Kroger card. Right? <laughs> I mean... You're not going to do that, huh? Not going to do it. Okay. No, I'm not going to do it. Right. Uh, so there's that. And, um, I mean, the global warming nonsense continues because uh, I- I've got this list, and we we got to get to this maybe before the show's over, of celebrities and their carbon footprints all these celebrities that were complaining and whining about global warming while they were raising money because of Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane uh, Irma, it, there's a, a great list of how much they fly and what their carbon footprint really is. 
Uh, we'll get into that as well coming up here. And Black Lives Matter covering the statue of uh, Thomas Jefferson. He's a racist and a rapist. Mm. Um, along those lines, Los Angeles has renamed, replaced Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day. Indigenous Aboriginal and Native Peoples Day in Los Angeles. And then the, the former Facebook executive who says Facebook and Google are essentially surveillance states now. Really fascinating, especially from somebody who's been on the inside there. Uh, 888-933-93. Let's go to Neil in California. You're on the blaze. Well, howdy, Mr. Gray. Hey. I get a kick out of it. My Swedish cousin's showing up next week, and she was pissed off 30 years ago what's happening in uh, Sweden. Now... I've experienced since I made 65 today quite a few different things. I was asked to join several different groups, learning as a young man back in the, the 60s what it really means to be a progressive and what it really means to be a social democrat, which, of course, Lenin uh, said uh, came up that uh, term right. because it's not better than communism. Yes. Remember, a democracy will vote itself to death, and that's what we're doing now. It's uh, fascinating that I've ran into quite a few people over the years, people that don't understand that uh, we have a system here that makes us equal because we can tell the government what to do. What we're finding out now, I learned when I was asked by a guy that said he was with the weatherman, wanted me to make explosives that would detonate and hurt people because he wanted to protest more. Well, I didn't understand that at all. I couldn't beat him up because he had a, a pistol <laughs> So I ended up learning from my father. He had uh, experienced quite a few things in China with the OSS, fighting the Japanese and then later fighting the communists that were trying to kill him. The Japanese actually saved his life after the war. When I had a little red book showed up from China, the FBI showed up and asked him why my kid was getting, why his kid was getting this book. Well, experiencing these different uh, organizations, I was asked to join the KKK, I said I wasn't going to do that because my dad's black Irish. They didn't understand that. When I was asked to join the American Nazis, I told them the same thing. They didn't get that. The whole idea that we have so many different people in the world that will destroy our economy and destroy our system, that we're going back to where we're not going to be allowed to be born without a criminal record. And, of course, being conceived with a capital crime and being murdered in the womb is part of their system. Uh, we have to fight back. Uh, we have a flag that we should look up to, not down at, that we should run towards, not away from. And then, of course, it should burn in our hearts, not in a fire. Yeah, um, that's a great point, Neil. Now, did you, you, you knew people in the weather underground back in the 60s? I didn't join. I was asked to join because I knew how to make explosives. I was in a gun club that wow. had black powder. And the guy asked me if I could make timers. Well, of course, what happened right after that is they had a detonation because they didn't know what they were doing with dynamite. Right, and they blew I themselves up, right? These... Pardon? Yeah, they blew themselves up, if, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, and, and what's yeah. pathetic is that they wanted to blow up lockers at schools to protest the war in Vietnam. These people are, are mm. merciless, they're murderers, and they don't care. They will murder in the womb, they'll murder outside the womb, and they will keep murdering more people, like I say. It's interesting that they believe in a democracy where they can tell other people what to do, 
Mm-hmm. And, of course, a chip means that the government can find out where you go and what you do. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I always remind people that ISIS are a bunch of people with uh, illegal weapons. We, as a revolution in our country, had illegal weapons. But the idea that people forget the First Amendment keeps telling us we got to remind people we can all say we're equal under our creator. The Second Amendment means that we can protect that truth. And they're trying to destroy that. They do not want that truth that we're all equal. Some uh, some uh, words to think about. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Neil. Obviously, Neil has had quite a deal, quite a good deal of experience over the years with uh, many different groups. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. Also, uh, he mentioned that we sh- we have a flag that people should be running to, not away from. The opposite is is certainly true in the NFL right now with uh, the flag and the national anthem being ignored and people taking a knee and pretending to pray during the national anthem instead. And all of this nonsense around the national anthem and the flag. And and it's spreading into other areas other than the NFL. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings had an employee who refused to allow customers to hear the national anthem. The other day, uh, when an NFL Monday night NFL Monday night football game uh, was being was being broadcast inside the restaurant, so customers complained, and the guy said, "No, it's it's inappropriate to play the national anthem, so I'm going to keep that down." Uh, and that's that's corporate policy, which they got a hold of the franchise owner, and he said, "No, it's um, that's not that's not corporate policy." So uh, the kid has been reprimanded, but it, it's just, I, I don't even know where this comes from, this uh, hatred for the national anthem. There's, I mean, there's nothing that can even really be construed as racist or hateful in it. And a high school in Folsom, California, is warning students not to chant USA, USA, because that could be intolerant or offensive. Well, if if we're in Mexico and we're at a soccer game there and you you break out into a USA USA chant, maybe it's offensive or intolerant there, but in the United States in California, uh you would think that you're all kind of in the same place, right? We're all in the USA and uh that's where we live. You'd think. So, how could it be intolerant when we're all living here? And apparently enjoying the fruits of the of this nation together, um, and then somebody starts chanting USA USA, and you're supposed to be offended by that. Why? How? How is that possible? Because this is a country founded by rich white dudes with slaves, <laughs> and that's where we're at. Um, I guess it's a popular way for students at Vista Delago High School in Folsom to show pride during the sporting events and rallies. Um, but the district officials are not telling them to stop doing it because it could appear inappropriate and intolerant. Senior Ryan <laughs> Burnell said, I wasn't angry, but I was definitely like, why can't we chant USA? <laughs> to say USA, you know, we're all the same. We're all American. It doesn't matter what your skin tone is or where you're from. Right. Yeah. Saying USA doesn't denote white people. Okay. Because we have all races here. Saying USA doesn't denote a certain religion because we have all religions here. 
The chants are now causing chatter campus-wide after school staff brought up the topic to a leadership class. And um, the Folsom Cordova Unified Communications Director, Daniel Thigpen, said to practice empathy, to practice kindness, and to practice patriotism, uh, we decided it would be best not to chant USA, USA. At some schools across the country, according to this article, and I, I remember the story they're talking about, at some schools across the country, the chants appeared to be used in derogatory ways toward opponents of different ethnicities. Now, that was already looked into because there's another school whose practice it is at certain times um, for certain reasons to chant USA, USA. And and there was a an inner city school that thought it was directed at them for some reason because there's a lot of... Hispanic kids that are from Mexico that go to the school, but they chant it at all of their games, not just this one. That was disproven. That was discredited months ago because they always do this chant just like this school in California does. But school officials worried the chants could come across as intolerant and offensive to some. One of the mothers of the kids at school, Natalie Woodbury, said, I want to chant USA because I want to pull together and help, not because I want anybody to be left out or not a part of our country. I, I say if you're offended by the USA, by by USA being chanted at a football game, maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't be in the USA. <laughs> maybe maybe the problem is yours, not the people who are chanting USA USA. Is that possible? Yeah, just bring it up as a possibility. 888 It's Pat Gray Unleashed. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-933-93. Friday. New movies hitting the theaters. If you're interested in doing that this weekend, of course, it has been out for a week and that made a hundred and is it 117 million last week? 117 million. I think they thought it would land at about 50 or 60. So about doubled projections, which is upsetting to me because I, I can't stand Stephen King. Uh, you talk about a, a left wing uh, scumbag. Uh, it's Stephen King. Uh, also, American Assassin is new. That's the Vince Flynn novel that is now finally turned into a movie, and I think it's the first Vince Flynn uh, book that's ever been that's that's ever been made into a movie. Correct. Which is sad that he's he's not around to see that uh, come to fruition because uh, he was a really good really good guy. Uh, Home again, and then. The movie that we talked about a little bit uh, earlier this week, or or maybe last, no, because we debuted this week, right? So it must have been, must have been this week, because this is show number five. Uh, the movie Mother, starring Jennifer Lawrence, it's a horror movie that I, I don't know. All kinds of horrible things happen to this woman. She's married to some guy who invites people into uh, their house, and then they stay. And I don't know. I, I've just seen the preview of it. Um, but uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in it. And I think she made $20 million for this movie. 
and uh, she seems to make a, a fairly good living, but she's complained about it in the past, and she was asked about that uh, in an interview, and I, I just think this is fascinating, what she had to say. You know, there was one sort of invasion of your personal information that was quite useful, I'm assuming, when the hack r- revealed the fact that you were paid less than your male co-stars. That's a massive issue for us at the moment. Why did you decide to speak out about it? Because... Because... You know, I, I'm I'm so fortunate to have my job. You know, my my, my problem uh-huh. is not is not money. I, I wasn't upset that I you know only got this many millions for a movie. That's ridiculous. Um, it is. But mm-hmm. it, it, my um, yeah, I was angry about about the unfairness and inequality. Okay. And you know, it's not right. it's not just in the movie industry. It's, no, it's you know, There's a 21 percent pay difference between. Men and women in no, America, really in not, all but, okay. fields, in almost all fields. So, um, I felt like I had a voice. People look at me and listen to me, and to not use it, to not say anything, I that's never really sat well with me. Mm-hmm. People, people apparently do look at her because oh. she's up on a screen that's you know seven hundred feet wide. So, um, it, it, the, the, it, you might remember that the movie she was complaining about was American Hustle, where she was a supporting actor in or actress i don't think i don't think it's cool to say actress anymore yeah i don't i don't know but can they, i think they're just all actors can now. you say stewardess though is that not good either? no that's no what do you got to say there wow well that was hateful keith that yeah? was so hateful hmm. no you're a uh flight attendant oh okay? that's right flight attendant my bad so anyway the movie that she was complaining about because she made one and a half million dollars for american hustle but she had a supporting role christian bale made uh Two and a half million, and Bradley Cooper made around that that amount too. Two and a half million dollars, and so you think, well, wow, yeah, they made a million dollars more than she did. Huh? That's unfair. That's unequal. That's that's inequality. That's sexism. That's endemic in our society. That shows that women make less than men. They're paid twenty one percent less than the men are. No, no, it really doesn't. You know what? Mm. She did less work. Oh. She did less work. She worked 19 hours on that movie. Christian Bale and Bradley Cooper put in 43 and 46 hours, respectively. They worked more than twice as long as she did, but they didn't make twice the salary she did. And then another interesting little aspect about the whole Jennifer Lawrence nonsense is that she did the movie Passengers with Chris Pratt, who seems like a really good guy. Chris Pat was, Pratt was paid $12 million for the movie Passengers. Jennifer Lawrence was paid $20 million for the movie Passengers. There is an equality there, but it's not the woman. <laughs> I, I get so tired of this. And I don't know how many times you have to dispute the fact that the unequal pay is sexism. It's different choices. It's different life choices that causes that gap there is a slight gap but when you compare men and women with equal education uh, levels with equal experience and with equal career goals sometimes women even make more than men but when you just look at the overall population when women come in and out of the workforce why because well sometimes they decide to go home and and be with the kids and men can do that, but they do it less. 
I mean, it, it happens much less often with a man than it does with a woman. So usually the man is on the career path and he's going to be there forever, but the woman is in and out of it. Not only that, but it, it, you can't compare apples to oranges. In a lot of cases, it's like men are in fields that, uh, like say you work in an oil field, that mm -hmm. pays very well. It's very yes. dirty, very hard work, very physical labor. And so if you weight that, then all of a sudden it looks disproportionate, but that's not taken into account in these little stats that get thrown out there. Right. It's sometimes it's, it's danger pay, and women don't tend to go into those industries. You know where women tend to go into? Teaching. Well, that's not exactly the highest paid profession on the planet. Like a kindergarten teacher uh, makes, you know, what, thirty dollars or $40,000 a year? Well, you chose that, though. You chose that path, right? Men don't usually choose kindergarten teaching paths. I don't know a single man who is a kindergarten teacher. That doesn't mean there aren't any. That just means I haven't encountered them. That's yeah. interesting. I never thought of Isn't that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen a man <laughs> who is a kindergarten teacher? No, and I think that we would probably look at him like, okay, interesting. <laughs> okay, very good. You would because we have certain prejudices, mm -hmm. right? And we just believe that women are probably more likely to be kindergarten teachers because guess what? They are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's something I just saw a statistic on this a while ago because we did one of our serials on it. And it was, I think, 93% of kindergarten teachers are women. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge, it, it's huge. Uh, how many, you know, there's good money in garbage collection. I think they make like 100 bucks an hour or something like that because nobody wants to do it. Well, so I, you got to pay a see lot. I've gotta... Yeah, you've you got to go pick up garbage. Might be 100 bucks a day. Okay. Maybe it's not an hour. Uh, but I know they, they make fairly decent money. You don't see a lot of women doing that either. Because they don't choose to do that. You don't see a lot of women plumbers, although I'm sure there are some. In plumbing, you can make a lot of money. If you ever had a plumber come over to your house and fix your pipes, it's an expensive proposition. And so how many of the people that have come over to fix your plumbing have been women? Right. But for me, the answer is zero. Zero, absolutely. None. Hmm. Not one. Wow, that would really change the perspective of, say, a plumber's crack, though. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, it would. It would be a different yes, it experience. Would. And, so, and that's a whole different discussion. Um, but then people will say, well, what about the WNBA? There's people doing similar things, and they're not being paid similar money. The WNBA top salary is $150,000. The men are making $20 million a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what the revenue is in the NBA mm. compared to the WNBA? <laughs> yeah, there's like eight people in the stands. I'm sorry, that doesn't count. That's why you're not getting paid. Nobody is going to the WNBA Nobody games. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm, the WNBA could fold in two minutes from now, and I'm not sure anybody <laughs> would even notice. If a tree They're falls... Like, Wait, on the basketball court. That didn't fold 16 years ago? <laughs> That's still around? That's a thing? Remember when, <laughs> when we were in Houston, oh, no. uh, the Houston women's team, the WNBA team in Houston, right. had won like 84 straight championships or something. <laughs> it was actually four straight, but it right. seemed like 84. And then they went out of business like two years later and had to move the franchise somewhere else. This was the perennial champion, the the dominant team in the WNBA. And as you're telling that story, and I'm sitting here, and I presume as you're saying, 
You can't think of the nickname, right? I'm I sitting can't. here. Is it I Houston? Uh, I no, I couldn't tell you. Er, I the don't Houston know. WNBA team that we all love so much and they're so sad. Oh, they should have been the Rockettes. <laughs> the Houston Rockets. That's the NBA. Should have been the uh, Houston Rockettes. That's not what they were. Oh, they don't like that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, Pat Gray. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Got a little headphone disaster taking place right now, which you're seeing if you're watching on television. Uh, <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're on TV right now. That's fun stuff right there. Yeah, it's a little behind, behind the scenes. A little inside baseball for you. You get a look at uh, what happens back in the dugout. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll go back to the phones in a second, but first, uh, it's chewing the fat with Jeffy. Oh, isn't that special? Isn't that cute? Isn't you that? like it? That's good. Yeah, stuff, it's right? got a nice Come ring on, to it. Isn't that's it? cute. Pretty soon, there's going to be all kinds of production. What? And, uh, I thought we were didn't have the funds. Oh uh, no, for this expand. We're, we're sparing no expense for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have so, i mean is there a beginning what kind of fat are we going to chew you're, you're, on you're here talking today? about yeah, chewing the fat i mean that was a i heard listener suggestion by the way keith malinak so, said he sent music and everything i mean do we luxury yacht we, we have so, any of it ready oh you want to hear the music now i thought uh, we could well, preview it a little i mean i mean i don't Friday? know that we've settled yeah, still, we can throw the it's a new throw show. caution to the wind out. on a friday maybe we'll throw out some different ones and let's see if you like the first one here you know wait a minute <laughs> this in. You're going to see more inside baseball. Oh, no. See, it's Friday. It was Put behind the camera the scenes. on fat. This is fun stuff. More Watch inside this. baseball. As I quickly I maneuver like this thing into a position where it can play something. It was so here. fast, they probably missed it on the camera. And here it is. Name of the song? Stumblebum. <laughs> Tell me that's not perfect for chewing the fat with Jeffy. <laughs> Stumblebum <laughs> is perfect. Now, is this something that we can use yeah, without yeah. being sued? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Choices are limited. We've, we've checked that. That's a, that's a definite possibility. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a possibility. That feels like you. <laughs> I don't want to. No, it doesn't. It just sounds no. like you and feels like you. Eighteen. <laughs> 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 It feels like Jeffy. <laughs> he can't do this segment now. He's going to pass no, out. I don't know what you understand. What <laughs> All right, what do you have? I don't understand. What do you have? <laughs> you know Bring what? It. Bring it. You know what? Nothing. I'll tell you what I have. Mm. I'm, uh, I had it with the statues being taken down. Uh, I don't know about it you. It happened just in Dallas know, last and I, night. And I don't know if you've talked about it today or not. But that yeah, is, uh, a listener so brought it up because I wasn't even familiar with the Robert E. Lee Park they thing. They took it down last night, finally. Yeah. Um, they hauled it out. They had, a, they had a big fight, ongoing fight here in Dallas. Uh, the mayor uh, decided that, you know what, we'll just take a vote. And everybody, we're going to do, but let's, we're not going to talk to the people or anything. We'll just take a vote. And, yep, okay, 13 to 1, take it down. Unbelievable. And uh, we got this is preemptive. Racism is now 
over in Dallas because we've taken <laughs> Oh, okay. There is no oh. racism in Dallas anymore. Well, if he That's fixed good. the problem so just by getting did. rid of his statue, that was totally he worth did. it. He Congratulations. All right. They pulled it out of here. Whoever Rawlings. Well, yes. Mike Rawlings. And He's people have guy. the perception because it's Texas of, oh, well, some conservative. In da- They're never conservatives no. in Dallas. In these big Those cities. are always Democrats. Always. Same in Houston. In Dallas proper, in Houston proper, they're always, always Democrats. Always. So they're right along with the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. They're right in line with uh, with the Harry Reeds yes. and all the disgusting progressives that you can think of. And so it's no surprise that they voted 13 to 1 to remove the yeah, Robert no, E. No Lee statue. Now, and am they, I in love with issue. the Robert E. Lee statue? No. No. I will say this. It's a beautiful statue. It's great. It, it was gigantic, and it and was really nice. Look, they look, they voted to have it taken down, and then the, they sent the crane out. It was the wrong crane. They sent the crane from Houston. They sent the wrong crane originally, right? The crane I don't think was big enough, and then and they uh, brought a bigger and then one they from got Houston. sued. And then they, they got, had to put an injunction to stop taking it down. And then the judge said, "Ah, you can take it down." On the way from Houston to Dallas, there was an accident right. with the crane that killed somebody. It killed the driver of the other vehicle. <sighs> Yeah, the semi that crashed into it. What a mess. Yeah. And so now now they pulled that thing out and it's gone. And my it's and gone. However, is, are we all in love now and well, holding yeah, so, hands? Well, yeah, I, I, I just giant circle I, of love. I just told you racism is dead. It's dead. In Dallas. It's dead. Good. But one of the things that I like about uh, this particular uh, story headlines around the country about the Robert E. Lee statue mm-hmm. uh, that's been taken down in Dallas. A statue of Robert E. Lee was removed from a Dallas park Thursday. Uh, yeah, it was removed from a Dallas park named Robert E. Lee Park. Well, that's another uh, problem. We better fix that. Uh, yeah, let's, we've got to rename it now. <laughs> right now I mean, we got to rename it. Well, it was it was originally originally named um, the before Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1936 christened Robert E. Lee Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just called Oaklawn Park. But they brought the statues in, and Roosevelt came here, christened it, said, here you go. And they also, what's left mm. there now, which I'm sure they're going to burn it down, is they've got that three-quarter scale replica of the Arlington Hall, the Custis Lee's Mansion in Arlington. It's like this piece of art that's huge, yeah. but it's just a three-quarter of, his, of, his, of, of the mansion and the, the hall. You might as well just... Why, why is that even still there? Set it on fire? Yeah, burn it. Burn it. Cover it p- Cover it with ash. Maybe that's where we need to send the Dallas sewage now. I don't know. Mm. Wouldn't it be nice? You know, what would be great is if this were the biggest thing we had to worry about in I the know. United States of America. It'd be great. we got so many other problems that are more pressing than a stupid statue. statue. I don't. A statue. Uh, it's a statue. And again. I'm not a fan of Robert E. Lee. But it doesn't matter. Okay, In every okay, Civil so. War movie, I've rooted for the North. <laughs> All of them. Without exception. <laughs> Everyone. I don't know. There might be one. I root for the Union, the North, the good guys. I don't like Robert E. Lee. Although, if you look at other than him fighting a war against the United States of America, which is a traitorous act, and everybody will jump in here and say now, well, yeah, but that's just because he loved Virginia. That wasn't about the United... He just liked Virginia more than he liked the United States. That doesn't help me. 
Okay. <laughs> didn't help me. I don't it care. doesn't? But he was a good guy. I mean, he did a lot overall, of good things he in was, his life. Overall, he was a good guy. Removing I mean, the fight for slavery. Which is a big chunk, right? Can't I mean, you do can't that. do I know. No one will let you do that ever. They're not going to let you do that with anyone. You know, it's. It, the South now is like Hitler. Aside from the 25 people he murdered, he was a really good guy. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't be on death row. Isn't it fascinating that the left will excuse Mao? They'll excuse <laughs> Stalin. They'll excuse Lenin. They'll excuse Pol Pot. They'll excuse every communist who's ever lived and is responsible for 100 million deaths worldwide. But man, if you ever mention Hitler uh, or the uh, South. Oh, the South. The Confederacy. The South. I, Jim Gaffigan, my my family and I were watching a, a Jim Gaffigan special called Cinco, I think. Cinco, yeah, because it's his fifth. And he's talking about how we'll dress our kids up as not good people uh, for Halloween. <laughs> like, we'll dress them up as pirates. Well, they were yeah. murderous rapists. Right. Ah, that's cute. That's fine. Darth that's Vader cute. is a genocidal maniac. Ah, that's fine. Give the kids that's some candy. Fun. Don't worry about it. You dress them up as Satan. Oh, isn't that adorable? <laughs> a pitchfork. Dress them up as Hitler. No. Whoa. No. Don't you no. dare dress it anyway. Isn't it, it's, I mean, it's kind of weird. And I'm not a fan of Hitler either. I, he was a bad guy. I've rooted against him in every World War II movie. Yet, uh. there are even worse guys than Hitler who have existed on this planet. But we don't necessarily let our kids dress and, up as them. And though, Mao is one of them. Mao is one of them. At least as bad, if not worse than Hitler. But there are fans of Mao. Yeah, there sure and are. I mean, tell you about I, it. We've got, wasn't, wasn't it the Mao Christmas ornament on the yes. Christmas tree at the White House? I mean, yes. we, if that would have been a, a Hitler... Oh my gosh! Christmas ornament. Probably, what? Probably would have been impeached. They would oh, have impeached I, the president. They probably would have. Yeah. I mean, that's how ugly it was, and you just can't. I was trying to. Think, what is, is there? Is there a, a, a another outfit that you could wear that people would be shocked at? That would you wouldn't let your kids dress up as? Uh, let I me mean, because they probably wouldn't know. Uh, huh. Right. I mean, you know Hitler. Hitler is such a defi- yeah. defined look. Oh yeah. And so is Mao, but would the neighborhood know who Mao was? No, and really? they wouldn't care. It'd be cute if you dressed up your yeah, kids I mean, as Mao. Yeah, look at that. Well, they well, wouldn't uh, care. Who are you, Wolfat from Hawaii Five O? Uh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd recognize the Wolfat from Hawaii Five O either. You sure? Yeah, I think that's your deal. No, yeah. I mean, Wolfat. He was always <laughs> he was always trying to get McGarrett in the in the submarine. Yeah, a lot of us don't remember that. What? Uh, but okay. my grandfather used to. Huh? Sit me on his lap. Oh, right. Your grandfather. Watch Hawaii Five O with him as a, uh-huh. a little little lobster. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can't think of another person. I don't know. I don't think there I mean, is, right? Jeffrey that's Dahmer. A good that's a good point. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, you, you wouldn't be offended by that necessarily. You wouldn't be offended no, by that. Most people don't even know, wouldn't know who he was, right? Unless he was carrying a freezer with bodies. In that's it a really like interesting it. question. Is there anybody else? I want to see that Halloween costume. Yeah, but, Can you work on that? You got a couple of months. <laughs> I want it, a freezer on a, your a back Dahmer. carrying body parts hanging out of it. That's Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> but is there anybody else I don't know, I don't, that would offend the sensibilities of people in your neighborhood if you dressed up your little kid as that person? I mean, today's world. You, I can't think it'd of be one. the founding fathers, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, if you dressed up, I mean, holy cow. David Duke. Man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who, by the way, hasn't killed anyone. <laughs> Not but that we're aware still, of. Not that we're aware of. He, he, he is a racist. Yes, he, he is oh, a hater. Yes, he's uh, definitely a racist. And he's a and he's a will agree to that and admit to that wholeheartedly. We're we're a fascinating society, aren't we? We sure are. Fascinating. I mean, I, Not I, the word I'd choose. 
But yes, I but see, see but David Duke's another one. I mean, I've I met him. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's been a long time ago now. But him and his the David Duke posse. We had a meeting or uh, something with him or in Tampa. What? Yeah, okay. yeah, we had him on the air in Tampa, and he. I've, I don't know why. I don't remember why. I don't it think you could even do something. that today without all kinds of flack coming probably down not. on you. Probably, probably boycotts not. and all that. How dare you yeah. have that racist out yeah. of I mean, that's why we had him on before, right? I mean, he was selling yeah. his book, but he was that's what he was famous for, right? Yeah. The KKK. Yeah, but and I don't think he you was could proud do it. of it. I, I mean, don't think you, I know he and, is. And he's proud of it. And it, look, those were past days. Mm-hmm. Some of the, he never, I never really, I don't think he ever really disavows any of it. He just puts it behind us. Uh-huh. Let's just put it behind us. Yeah. We're just not going to, we don't talk about Right. I mean, it's really strange. It is strange. What else you got? Um, jobs. People are going to be looking for jobs, man. Houston, Florida, people mm-hmm. people are losing their homes all over. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at this list of the top 25 places for jobs. Now, I didn't even realize, but I was thinking that Dallas-Fort Worth would be what? One of the top, top places. 10? Yeah, yeah top mean, 10, certainly. Top 25. Number 25, according to this job search place. Is Dallas-Fort Worth? Dallas-Fort Worth, 25 on the on the, on the list. Job, there's huh. 200, according to Glassdoor, 249,000 job openings in Dallas-Fort Worth. 249,000? <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Are you kidding me? That's pretty impressive. I mean, that... Number one, the number one city, though. Wow. And you're qualified for none of them, correct? <laughs> I'm working in Dallas for a while. You could have been working here. I know, I know. It was a hypothetical. It's just a hypothetical. Working here. If, if I, if I would, were to lose my job, hypothetically, right. uh, there would be 249,236 job openings <laughs> instead of 35. That's a lot wow. of jobs. That's serious, man. That is a lot. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, wow. look, but the median income here, according to this, is $49,000. In Dallas, Fort Worth, but the median home value—I think that's what kills us on the list—is mm. the median home value in Dallas, Fort Worth is two hundred eleven thousand, uh-huh. and like the number one city for jobs right now is Pittsburgh. Number one city for jobs? They have uh, well, and uh, the place to be to work, yeah, because okay. they've got the job. They have less job openings, but their median oh, base much, salary is city. forty-four thousand. And their home value is one thirty-seven. Oh yeah. Okay. See, so it's cheaper to live there. Yeah, Dallas has gotten more expensive. In the Boy, last the few homes years. have really jumped up big They've time. They've skyrocketed. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're selling, that's a great thing. Buying, not so much. Right. And so. you know, it, I've leased since we've been here, and uh, you know, every every time we re up because nobody wants to lease more than a couple of years out at a time mm-hmm. because they all want to be able to go. Well, you know, we need to raise the price on that a little bit. We're not getting as much as we should. Right. And they do, man. Cranks it out big time. So give us the top. Do you have the top ten? Like, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. is yeah. number one Pittsburgh? city for jobs or to work in. Uh, or to work in yeah. Indianapolis. So it's not exactly the most jobs. It's the best environment for for working in there. Yes, in uh, they met the mark. Being affordable, best places to get hired. Okay. Uh, where employees felt satisfied at work. Let's hear yeah. it. Who, who's oh, so Pittsburgh's number one. Pittsburgh number one. Indianapolis. Okay. Number two, Kansas City. All right. Uh, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, coming in at number four. Number five, St. Louis, Missouri. Ooh. I don't, don't want to live that. there. I don't think uh, I, I don't want to live there. Uh, number six, Memphis. Don't I don't know. I don't think so either. Uh, number seven, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus is a great city. Forty-five thousand dollar median base salary, median home value one hundred and sixty-two thousand. That's not bad. Not bad. Cincinnati. We're still in oh, Ohio, coming in strong here in the bottom half of the top ten. 
Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. actually like Cleveland, too. Cleveland has a bad rap, but that's a great city. It's a great city. And, and the Indians have won 22 or 23 in a row. Yeah. Did they win last night? They went on a walk-off home run. They were losing the so, last so yes. strike. So, yes. last Unbelievable. Strike. So, that's 23 then, right? 23 in a row. I thought that made 22. No, I think, I'm pretty sure oh, it's 23 I can't now. Do if, they, if, they, if last night was a game, I thought that's that was 23. I went to a public school, y'all. Crazy. Wow. Good for them, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, good for them. Ah. And uh, coming in at number 10 is uh, Louisville. Kentucky. Yeah. All right. So, I mean. And D- D- DFW only 25. 25. Yeah, number 25. Uh, it seems That's low. the only. But you're right because of the home values. Yeah. All right. 888 thanks Thanks, uh, Jeffy. We'll do Chewing the Fat with Jeffy again <laughs> here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here. 888-933-93. Ron in Iowa. You're on with Pat Gray. Hi. Hey, Ron. Yes, sir. You're on. Go ahead. Oh, okay. It's on your mind. Pat? Hey. Well, I'll tell you what, Pat. I'm 80 years old. My name is Ron. And uh, we... uh, uh, I'm a senior, of course, and my problem is, and millions of Americans, we have not received a uh, pri- uh, cost of living increase in the last two years, but our government has uh, passed $2,500 or $25 billion in foreign aid yeah. the last two years and turned their back on millions of seniors that are really having a rough go of it. I'm a vet. And there's a lot of these uh, seniors that are vets, and that's how they're treating them. They're mm. turning their back on se- on seniors, which is just sickening. Yeah. Uh, the foreign aid is going to strangers, and they're treating our own people uh, like they don't exist. The seniors in this country don't have a voice. We're invisible. They've thrown us away. They don't care. And I go back to what our president said. Trump said, America first. Well, if there's anybody that should come first, it would be our seniors and not some dictator around the world. In fact, two or three billion found its way into North Korea. It's sickening. And I I would just hope that somebody is listening to this that would help us out uh, or give us a voice, because right now we do not have one. And I I really appreciate, uh, Pat, that you took the time talk to me happy to do it ron um appreciate the call thank you that is a tough problem and i don't know that we have any advocate in washington dc anymore i I just i don't know i I think they're all for virtually all of them not all of them mike lee and you know the ones we always name a few others um i think for the people genuinely have the people's best interest at heart but most of them are there for their own self-interest that's and, why they're there, and we've seen we've they seen, don't care about people like Ron. And there's been several that uh, claim that they're going to go, uh, they're going to get elected and be there for the people. And once they're there, the devil takes over. Yeah, the it's devil like, of DC. 
because mm-hmm. they then they're just lost. You'll be assimilated. Yeah, by the Borg, <laughs> and they are, and they are right, and they are, and I mean the Borg almost every time. Some people that that I really respected and really liked, and you know, in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, we talked to them all the time, talked about them all the time. Boy, do they get assim- assimilated quickly? New into office, <laughs> right? And they're gone, right? And with the uh, with the with the same. Well, you don't understand. Uh, you don't understand how I have to play the game because then I'll be able to do the good understand. things you want me to do. Uh, I, I talk, no, you won't because you've already compromised yourself right out of all your I principles. I talked to them when I first got here, and they're they're going to help. I just got to come along. I just got to yep. do this right here. And if I if I do this, I'll get on a committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get a committee chair uh, seat. <laughs> And then I'll then be I able make to really difference. make a difference. Then I can make a difference. Then I can really get our agenda through. Every time. <laughs> and every time that doesn't happen. So and we then don't, the we ones don't that don't, the ones who are actually for the people, mm-hmm. those are the ones that are shunned and made fun of by other senators, other news companies, no question. everyone, all the time. No question about it's it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's almost as if, and this is why Glenn always asks the, the question, and I hate it because it was always so I know, uncomfortable. I know. So but, uncomfortable. But you think they'd be ready for it he gets after. a politician on the phone, and his question is, how's your soul? Uh, well, um, okay. It's good. It's good. But see, those weren't acceptable answers for him. And I'm not really sure, and I used to ask him this. What is the answer that's correct there? Because you never like their answer. <laughs> what is it? I'll know it when I hear it. I right, think was, <laughs> right. You know response. when you hear it. You know it when you hear it. And, and you and you will, right? I yeah, mean, you will. You will. Now, most people. But if they said, "Well, I go to church. I believe in God. I believe Christ is my Savior." All of those things. That's not really what he was looking for when he asked that question. And I know, and I'm not. And, and yeah, I don't know what it was. I'm with exactly. you on that. I'm not sure. I think yeah. you would know it if you heard it. But there, you, you knew that that but moment was coming, and I always braced right. myself for it because <laughs> this is going to be uncomfortable because the guy doesn't—he's not going to know how to answer. Then there was a couple. There was a couple. And as <laughs> long as we're no walking, right uh, as long as we're walking down the "How's Your Soul" memory lane, uh-huh. uh, there were a couple. <laughs> there were a couple that knew that it was going to come. Right. Yeah. And so they were prepared with an answer, which even sounded worse. Right. Than <laughs> the, the than the unprepared of well. You know, Glenn, I haven't yeah. thought about that really, but yeah. let me tell you how I'm so. Sunday is. morning, yeah. but the ones ready. that were predicted, mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah, the ones were like, absolutely. Let me tell you about how my soul is, Glenn. My soul is wonderful, and off they go. And you never, it's like, okay, stop talking. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Just stop talking. We don't want to hear you anymore. It was really weird. Yeah, but it's like it's like you give your soul away as the price of admit admission yeah. into Washington D.C. Because it happens sure just about that quickly. Yeah. And, and, and you always hear that the name of the game in Washington, D.C. is compromise. Yeah, we're talking about the bills, not your soul, not when you first get there and you're trying to ingratiate yourself to the party elders. We're talking about when it comes down to the actual votes. Yeah. But uh, they get there and they compromise right out of the gate. I mean, th- th- there were there were guys that, that ran on, I'm going to vote against John Boehner, I'm going to vote against John Boehner, and the first, first vote. First thing they did. First vote. For John Boehner. Right. <laughs> Right, Mia Love did that. Remember that that stupid John Boehner vote? Who did you say? Mia Love did that. Um, Yes, in in Utah. Barry Loudermilk. I mean, that was his platform. I will get up there and vote against. Remember, remember Chris Stewart did that. Remember when she first went in? When she first won too? Uh I remember seeing a a shot of her in D.C. and uh, 
the shot was her and Boehner doing some. I mean, Boehner takes him in, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the devil brings you in. Fortunately, not anymore because he's not in well, office. I but know, he but, sure but, did at that okay, time. But, he sure okay. did. Yeah. I mean, and it was quick. It was almost immediate. And you know Paul Ryan is doing that now. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, oh, I'm just Paul saying that Ryan. those guys are already what a massive disappointment. Them he's been. There you go. Good heavens, what a disappointment! All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Going to get to your calls. A uh, lot of other territory to cover here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can also check out the podcast if you miss any portion of this. Uh, you, you can go to uh, iTunes and find it there. Blaze.com, find it there. So we can listen to it again? Listen to I it mean, again as many times as you want. Oh, that's so sweet. I highly recommend that <laughs> because there's subtle nuances. Huh. There's a certain je ne sais quoi. You don't you don't pick up on just the first listen right. you know it takes several times and then you're like wow, wow. It's now i get it wow that was genius <laughs> well you <laughs> weren't talking about takes two or three listens <laughs> you weren't talking figure out how genius yeah, was. you weren't talking about yes. jeffy segment you were mean in general no other generally than, speaking yeah other than chewing the fat with jeffy uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three let's go to uh john in north dakota you're on the blaze uh, yes. Hello, Pat. Love the show. Love the blaze. Appreciate it. Thanks. Wanted to share my experience with the uh, healthcare marketplace yesterday. Okay. After spending an hour and a half on the phone, three calls, I was told that to receive the insurance, I would be paying $300 and change a month. Mm-hmm. And the deductible would be over seven thousand dollars. <laughs> it's not coming, funny. Seven. Coming, it's not even thousand. Oh, come, coming from a man that makes less than twenty thousand dollars through third-party sick pay, they want half of my income because I am now disabled. That's unbelievable. Is that is that an Obamacare thing? Are you on the exchange? Yes. I just I tr- tried calling the exchange because I was denied Medicaid. Because I've lost, now lost my job, lost my health insurance. Oh, man. That's so, I mean. After, after an unfortunate um, uh, accident. But, yes, they want half of my income for all these med- future medical procedures and appointments. Wow. Unbelievable. <sighs> and, see, Obamacare was supposed to fix all that. That's oh, yeah. that's what we heard. You know, yeah. it's going to be much more fair, much more equitable. You shouldn't have to go bankrupt if you have a medical expense. So what happens if you don't pay, Ron? I mean, if you don't if you don't pay, then what? Do you get the uh, cuz I thought I Trump know. Trump said that he wasn't going to fine anybody on the taxes, right? I, just yeah, don't fill it, it out. If you if you just drop your insurance and you don't pay, but that, I mean that's I don't know how advisable that is. But if no, you, I know. If you I were understand. to do that, they said they will not prosecute. But if he's already got a, if he's already got a seven thousand dollar deductible on top of what three over three hundred dollars a month, yeah, right, another three ten, half his income. He said twenty thousand yeah. over ten thousand just to break even, um, which is unfathomable. 
Appreciate the call. Thanks, John. I, I don't know what the answer is to that. I, I wish well, I wish we would have, rather than just dump the entire system in 2009, we could have tweaked it. Of course we could have. You open up competition across state lines. That would have helped immensely. And then, and then you deal with the individual problems like... He was just talking about. Yes, of course, we could have, but that would have been that that would have been too easy, and yeah, it wouldn't have been what their sense. outcome. You know, wouldn't have helped with their outcome base that they wanted with, uh, you know, single payer and Bernie Sanders chat. And it wouldn't have been socialism, and that's yes, what they're going. That's what it they wanted. makes sense, and so therefore it will never. Be but then we voted happen. people into office that we're going to get rid of it because we said, oh, well, if you're not going to tweak it and you're just going to dump it into Obamacare, listen, let's get you into office. And, and let's look how get well us that worked we, out. Get us so we so that the GOP and the mm-hmm. and the Republicans can run the Senate mm-hmm. and run the House and run the White House, and we can get rid of it. And that's and that's what's happening that's right now. Is so it's well. rid of it. It's that's, gone. Right. It's over. Right. That's gone so well. So Ron's call was actually just a lie because it doesn't even exist anymore. It's gone. <laughs> Gail in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. You want your Kroger card? All you have to do is make up a fake name, a fake address, and a fake phone number. And if they ask you for your phone number, tell them. Last I heard, this is. A still the United States of America, and it's not against the law not to own a telephone. Mm. Or you look at him and you say, why, are you paying my phone bill? <laughs> and and that wor- that's worked out for you? Yes, it does. Yeah, okay. Well, I like that. I mean, I mean there's, <laughs> why not do that? Why yeah. not? You don't have to tell who you are. You and how do they know who you are? They don't, Gail. But the problem is is that you know, the, the cashier is just trying to make it so that you get a better deal on the goods you're trying to purchase. They're not well, trying to be good, mean. But you don't have to give your real name. Well, you don't I have, have to. Then you can pay the full price. Pay the bill and get out of the store, lady. No, sorry. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Thanks, Gail. Appreciate no, it. I, I have used a fake phone number before, and the problem is, is that when you don't have your card, you don't like, remember it. they go, hey, well, we'll just, just look at your phone, phone number. number. And I'm yeah. just going through all these fake phone numbers. See, I never get it just, right. Hey, the cashier will usually just use the store one, uh-huh. a generic one. You wish. You hope. Yes. They, they normally do. If yeah. you talk to them and are nice to them, uh, I like some people are lately, not. Lately, they never do that no, with me. Not They're anymore. Like, That's you because you're a crank. You don't talk to them. No, I'm not cranky. I'm just not talk to them you don't you know you don't make them laugh you don't smile mm-hmm. with them second what am i a court jester i don't that's not my job to shopping. make them you can at least be personable <laughs> no you go no i just want to buy my stuff and get out of the store he's saying you got to know how to schmooze like jeffy does so, okay? but, I, but or you could the other people in line will usually do it for you no yeah problem. that's true let's, that's let's true let me let me see think get out of here thank yeah, you you got your points there and yeah, i got thanks. my discount yeah. now i i will say that i have actually been fired from a job before for not collecting that information as a cashier um there's an electronic store that is now i think virtually defunct it's kind yeah, of yeah that was a big time for them based here mm-hmm. in the uh, dallas they were Fort one of the mo- radio yeah, shack was probably yeah. the most obnoxious and they were one that. of the first right? right i mean that's why they were so obnoxious with it they were the first trying to make a living that's how they were trying to stay and, alive with that information and so the customer would we come up and, and they'd want their battery and i would just go tab 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 and the screen would fill out zero 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 and that is called falsifying company records keith wow. i'm gonna need you to pack Get up out. your wow. things so there you go. So wow. I tried to I tried to save you folks some good time there in the store, and uh, why would you do was that? Frowned upon. Why, why did you just ask the person what the? Do we need I just told you I tried to save you folks some time in the store and some intrusion, and I got fired for it. But you're working for Radio Shack. Uh, That's what you're supposed to be doing. What I'm supposed to be doing, right? Is that all you got? 
<laughs> I mean, you, th- that was your job. That's it? You're good? That's all you got? That was your job okay. to do. Then I guess you would have made a great supervisor at Radio Shack in the mall. Because that's where I got canned. <laughs> Are there any Radio Shacks no, anymore? Gone. I don't they're think they're all gone. gone. I looked for one. I, I did like a Google Maps. They tried to stay alive for a while. Everything that I clicked on just said, out of business, no yeah. they, uh, The last couple were open. They, In fact, the last couple, I believe, were open still here mm. uh, in their home market of Fort Worth. And... Uh, I think that those just shut down. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Really all sad. All that data all that, with nowhere to put it. It's all your fault. It's all my sorry. I did it. <laughs> you yep. brought down an entire corporation. <laughs> right. <laughs> with a tab key. With a, a, a falsifying, falsifying company <laughs> information right. is what they're doing. Guilty. Guilty. And and those of you who got your batteries without having no, to give I, up your I, phone number, admit, you're welcome. I, yeah, no kidding. I will admit that Radio Shack was one of the worst of all. Because... You were, you would think you know instead of like you go in for a battery and I need your no I just want to buy you know, the even if you paid cash but the reason they wanted your right, address and, the, your and phone that's number. one of the reasons they went no. out of business right no. because they they mm-hmm. did that with every little item mm-hmm. instead of realizing that people just wanted to get in and out with the little items people stopped going there for the little items that put them out of business and it didn't it didn't last long where where these companies started to ask for your email address and I think as a society we drew the line we're just like nah, okay no. No, I'm not giving you my email address too. Oh no, what's that look on your course, face? Are you yeah. giving? Oh, There's no, all kinds of companies have your email address right. in, in today's right. world. In line, like I'm gonna tell them in line at the at the register. I'm gonna be like, all right, yes, it's R A, and I'm gonna spell it out. Everybody's dying to get your email address, Keith. They want to send me coupons, they, right? Yes, they do. They want to flood uh, my inbox. The other I thing I hate at the grocery store. They're so intrusive at the grocery store. Uh, do you want to contribute to the Boys Club of America? No. No. We'll put a little balloon up on the ceiling if you do. And uh, no, I. But it'll say your name, and it'll say you contributed five dollars. I no. Do you want to contribute to? <laughs> do you want to contribute to the Ca- American Cancer Society? No, not at the grocery store. I, I have. <laughs> I, I didn't I, come to Kroger. To I didn't come here to give charity causes more money. But they're just trying. They're just asking. I came for food. I when don't. You're in line on the grocery store side, kind of. This it pisses me off. Even even right. the Houston hurricane thing kind of irritated me because I've given to that already. And then you have to. Then they put you in the position of looking like a douchebag because mm-hmm. no, nah, well, I, I don't want to. I, and I'm not going to explain to the. I already gave and I, I give a lot. And I don't want to give it to the grocery store. I don't want to give it to you. I want to give it to somebody else who I believe in, and the money's going to go to the right place. I don't even know what you're doing with it. But that's not the cashier's fault that you feel bad about saying no. She's it's put in the, the place of just asking. Fault that they do all of this nonsense. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Between that, the Kroger card, and the Girl Scouts who are begging me to buy cookies every time I walk in and out. They've just made it a all miserable experience to go to the store. You know what? <laughs> Leave me alone. Crankshaft. Leave me alone. Uh, crankshaft. Leave Why don't you just say me <laughs> no. alone? Well, fine. And that's what they do. You walk by. <laughs> no. And they'll leave you be. There's, are they chasing to. you down? I shouldn't have to. Yes, they do. No, they do not. Yes, they, no, they, they do. hound Don't you lie. in, and they hound you on the way out. And then if you think, oh crap, I forgot something, they hound you on the oh, way in. No, that's and the they worst. They hound you on the way out. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I've had that happen multiple uh-huh. times. I know. Just don't make eye contact. Don't make. Don't look at the Girl Scout. Don't do it. Oh, no, she's, do you want to buy a box of cookies? No. Uh-huh. 
no thank you, and continued to walk. Why is it so hard about that? These people need to read the book Friction, which we were all subjected to. Remove the hassles from your customers. Don't cause them more hassles, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. then... People are going to like going to your establishment. If the establishment had the opportunity, I can't believe I'm fighting for the grocery stores. If the establishment had the opportunity to sell the Girl Scout cookies in their establishment and remove that piece of friction from your life, they would, but they they can't. So during the season of Girl Scout cookies, they offer you the opportunity of having another choice in your life to purchase Girl Scout cookies on top of other items that they have for you to purchase inside the building. If I wanted Girl Scout cookies... I would call the Girl Scouts and say, hey, how do I get some of your stupid cookies? They're not even that good. Everybody acts Thank like you. they're the most delicious cookies in the world. Thank you. They're not even good. Oh, my God. They're, they're not even good. You're, 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 and they're a leftist not... organization now, I'd like to point out. I, I agree with that. They I are agree with that. terrible. I, I, they are 100%. giving to left-wing causes. 100%. The only home. reason that they've even been saved this long is the cookies. Oh, or maybe just your order of the cookies? That's possible. It's <laughs> 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 likely. Funding the whole thing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. to it glad to have your friday on the precipice of another weekend uh last night ben shapiro went to uc berkeley i just wanted to play this section because he's he's uh he's really good and he's a nice guy he's a great guy and they were so afraid of him at uc berkeley that he might say something like freedom of speech or um lower taxation or let's let babies live I know we're not supposed to say it's unbelievable anymore because everything is unbelievable every day, but it is unbelievable. Yeah, I know. That they, I know. they are setting they close up classes. barriers and have armed guards for someone coming to speak. I know. And they actually sent students home because they were too freaked out. They were too traumatized by this. I think, I think if you're a university wow. and you have students that are going to be traumatized by someone who is speaking at your university mm-hmm. that you have to send them home, you should either rethink your educational plan or realize perhaps that those people should just go home. Yes, expel them. Get just them out of here. You're obviously not worthy of this yes. institution. Yeah, uh, here's here's a little exchange between uh, Ben and one of the people gathered there. The problem is, anytime you draw any line other than the inception of the child, you end up drawing a false line that can also be applied to people who are adults. So either human life has intrinsic value or it doesn't. I think we both agree that adult human life has intrinsic value. Can we start from that premise? I believe that sentience um, has is what gives something moral value, not necessarily not necessarily being a human alone. Okay, so when you're so when you're asleep, can I stab you? I'm still considered sentient when I'm asleep. Okay, if you are in a coma from which you may awake, can I stab you? Well then, uh, no. <laughs> Because I have no interest in actually murdering that's, you. That's, so, that's still potential sentience, and it's still a potential... Like, I agree, like, it's potential sentience. sentience. You know what okay. else is potential sentience? Being right. a fetus. Yes, thank you. I'd, thank you. Uh, that's amazing. 
That's amazing. You can kill a human being if it's not sentient. What? what? And how do you, who are you to decide the worth of this being? Who are you? I, it's wow. Is that oh, astounding? I believe, in, I believe in the right of the sentient being. Shut up. What are we in an episode okay. of Star Trek or something? Okay, thanks. Just uh, <laughs> but that, but I'm okay. I'm actually okay with that because that kind of at least they're they're talking with each other and they're trying to work it out, right? And, and I mean, ben they're makes actually good points. And, and just he shuts does. Him down. And he shuts them down. Shuts and hopefully, down. you know, and hopefully the, the the guy learns, right? The person that he's talking to Ben learns. So that's, I mean, that's what they're there for, right? I mean, that that's actually good. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely a college. Oh, it's a person with your sentient being. Oh, okay. Shut Stop. up. <laughs> That's what Ben should have See, said. That's, that's why I don't that's, speak I was just going to say that's why. Shut up. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. <laughs> They're both Half, effective, by the way. Halfway through the hour, Pat Gray had told everyone in the audience to shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Go home. Get out. Tom in Texas. Hi, you're on with Pat Gray. Hey, Pat. How are you? Doing good. Good. Um, I've got a theme song for, uh, for Jeffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh good. 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 <laughs> He's excited. What is good. it? We're all excited. He, he's excited? Uh-huh. Oh, yes, please. That's well, what we've been asking for all day is for people to continue to try to create the theme song for my segment. Well, a little adversity is good for the soul, Jeffy, so here it comes. <laughs> okay. Chewing the fat. Chewing the fat. Chewing the fat with Jeffy Fisher. Fifty rolls of blubber come a jiggling down the street, cause it's time for chewing the fat. Oh, <laughs> chewing, chewing the fat. Oh, the fat. Chewing the fat. Oh, chewing, chewing the fat with Jeff E. Fisher. Fifty rolls of blubber come a f- rolling down the street, cause it's time for chewing the fat. Let's put, yeah. put some serious time into this. He has been some serious. I'm not clapping, Why but he's going to put some serious time into it. Why aren't you clapping, man? It's a listener. Yeah, no, he's going I, above I think, and beyond. You know, I know. Thank Thanks, you very Tom. much. I appreciate I, it. I, I, that's, I earned yeah. my master's in church music today. <laughs> <laughs> you really did. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Tom. Triple eight nine Didn't even rhyme. It worked. No, it, it worked. Okay. But it still worked. Somehow, it just does work. I didn't understand the the whole, you know, the blubber thing. But <laughs> you didn't? Was, you know, well, I didn't understand it. To you, you could? Want. Yeah, I could. I could. Uh, the Facebook CEO, let's, uh, let me show you what he had to say about this. Because uh, one of the things we've been talking about uh, through the course of the day is the intrusion into our lives of these corporations certainly the government is but the there are corporations in america that are almost becoming government-like and and one of the uh former executives at facebook is a little concerned about it he's calling facebook and google surveillance states here's what he had to say facebook is not really a social network it's a data company in disguise google is not really a search business it's a data company in disguise And Amazon is this amazing business in that it is modeling consumption. It is trying to give every human on Earth and every business on Earth everything they need. And so in that context, it's basically, in my opinion, a proxy for global consumption. It's a proxy for GDP. And as a result, it's probably the most unconstrained market that it's operating in. Wow. 
I mean, that's, and that's from somebody on the inside. I think it's worth paying attention to this and having a conversation at least about where we're headed because nobody cares anymore about privacy. Nobody cares about intrusion. Most people don't even care about the NSA doing all of this. Okay, so where are we headed? I mean, I, I, and I'm not being, I'm, I'm not actually not, not being To George funny. Orwell's 1984. I mean, things are, it's so, well, earlier today, mm-hmm. we talked uh, off the air about uh, the people in Europe who are already putting chips in their wrists and their foreheads. Yeah, and so right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know that there's companies here in America that are doing it, and obviously there's companies around the world that are putting chips in. And and it, and we joked around, I think even yesterday on this show, with me saying, just chip me. I just want to chip in. You know, it's, it's make it convenient. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you read um, a line from some book earlier today uh, off the air that uh, some book that's been around for uh, how many years now? A couple thousand. Yeah. And uh, it, <laughs> it's, and it's, it was actually a frightening the book. Is, the book that I was referring to, I think, that you, you might be uh, recalling is Revelation 13. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 16 and 17. It's out of print. Uh, and he causeth all, speaking of the beast, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, this is why everybody right. freaks out over the forehead or wrist thing. And no man, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark uh, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So, think of that. So nobody even remembers that. that line. Nobody remembers. The, all the line we hear is about the mark of the beast. But that second line of buy and sell. The only way you can you can conduct commerce. What was what's the joke? What are we joking about? Just just do it because it's convenient. I just I don't want to be able to buy my stuff and do my goods. So if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck feeding your family. Yeah, you can't. Good luck purchasing any goods at all. Good luck doing anything. So, really, if this comes to fruition, and I believe it will, because it's prophesied in the Bible, and I happen to believe the Bible. Okay, so so if this comes to fruition, you will either have to receive the mark of the beast so that you and your family can eat, or you will have had to have prepared in advance, and now you're self sufficient. Now you're off the grid. Now you grow your own food. You take care of your uh, energy in your own way because it's not going to come from the utilities, right? It's going to come from maybe you have solar panels or you've got some other system at your house to provide it. Or you just don't have electricity. Mm -hmm. Some people will live that way where they're off the grid and they just don't have electricity. And you'll live like it's the 1800s, but you'll survive. And and you you will sell your soul to the devil. And you're going to have that. That will bring about uh, communities, right? Yeah. Living together yeah. and trying to save each other from uh, the beast. Now, this all this week we've heard from um, several really deeply religious people, and you know that because they cite they, they're quoting scripture when they call, and they're talking right. about uh, you know the things of God and the things they believe. I'd like to know: Are you freaked out by this? Yes, it is Sweden. It's not the United States yet, but this stuff is spreading well, all over the place and becoming much more prevalent. It is, and, and what really kind of caught me off guard this morning was that the was the second verse, you know, because everybody always talks about the yeah everybody everybody always talks the about the chip forehead. in the hand and the mark of the beast and you know the ha ha the mark the of the beast. The next thing is really important. But it sure is that you can't buy or sell. 
I mean, it, that moves you forward to where you're at the point of. Um, uh, it gives you the two choices. It sure does. Accept the mark or you're on your own. Or you're good luck, God bless. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need that, God bless. You're not going to get your food at Kroger anymore. Well, then you don't have to worry about the well, donating to the card. American I, I might be able to get the goods at Kroger if I'm nice to the cashier. She'll just use her chip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing I wonder is, are these chips good? Like, say, somebody cuts your hand off so they can use your chip. Yeah, some of the ones that that they were putting in, I don't think so. I think uh, they were, I don't know that they're prepared for that now or some of them. The biometrics or something, you got to still have the. I think short circuits the biometrics. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we'll look. We'll see. You know, it's, the the sad thing is, is that hopefully it's, you know, farther away than what you, than what we think. But when we talked about what do you think is going to happen? I mean, that, we know what's going to happen. Yes. If we believe that, if right? If we believe that, right. yeah. I mean, that is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of what we do in between that that hopefully either slows it, stops it, or makes our lives better. Or, I mean, those choices yes, are right. the most important right. choices, right? And I, I, mean, I don't want to be making those choices. But I, Nobody's going to want to. Um, and, I, you know, again, when you read this as a kid, you thought, wow, yeah. that, so the Beast is going to... Put us all in line and just right. tell us you have to have this because or you sell my, your soul to me or, or you will die. Well, that's not how it's going to be presented. Nope. I think that was our our thought process, and so we're not sure was. we're not worried about that's this. That's the way yet. it was presented to us because in it was fact, presented as convenience. Uh, I mean, I, we joke around about me being a thousand years old, but you know, a thousand years ago in church, that's the way it was presented to you. you yeah, know, it wasn't presented to you that. Uh, You'll be able to purchase Amazon goods and have them delivered right to your house because of this cute little X <laughs> on your forehead. Makes it a lot more t- it difficult sure that way. It sure does. Wow, is it tough now? Uh, and if you if you can't do anything without that or be self-sufficient, you're going to ha- you're going to be faced with a real choice here. You are. And a lot of people are going to choose incorrectly. Uh 888-900-3393 is Pat Gray unleashed. Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Pat Gray unleashed. Of course, this fall <clears throat> means football, obviously. Um, and my heart's already been torn from my chest oh. this year. Good golly, this has not gone the way I thought it was going to with my uh, BYU Cougar. I'm so the disappointed. The Cougars in you, are boys. not seeming to be the team I thought they were going to be. I'll tell you what, it's wow. the, the product that they've put on the, my television screen Bad. is not the product that was sold to me from Pat Gray. Let no. me just say that. I bought in hard. I bought in hard. <laughs> I mean, the the preseason hype was great, you know, because they do have a lot of talent. They've got uh, some experience back, but they have some speed for the first time in a long time. They had speed on the edges with the wide receivers. Supposedly, they had That'll speed be able- with the cornerbacks, and we never have good cornerbacks. Uh, and then and then Tanner's back, who I think is a great 
quarterback Tanner Mangum. Supposed to have to, he had the had a tremendous freshman year. Had to sit on the sidelines last year because Taysom Hill came back, and now he's back. So it's going to be great. It's all good. Yeah, he, no, he, he's the guy that threw the hail mary to beat Nebraska. Yes, the okay. beat the beat your team, and yep. then beat Boise State that the next hurt. week, and mm. had a really good season. I can see why you'd have hope. Threw he threw for over thirty three hundred yeah. yards in his freshman season. Ugh. Now. He can't seem to throw the ball anymore to anybody. No, he throws the ball to uh, other people on the field. Is in the blue and white yeah. uniform. <laughs> so, anyway, we beat Portland State the first week. Got crushed by LSU 27-zip the next. And then had a terrible game against Utah. Lost that in 1913. Seventh straight loss to them. Now, this week, University of Wisconsin. Top ah, ranked team in the Wisconsin country. hasn't been good in 08. Except for except for every year, every year, yeah. Maybe maybe it'll surprise me. I hope so because I need it. I never, I don't watch Wisconsin often, but whenever I, it seems like every time I watch them, I go, "Holy crap, those guys are good." <laughs> yeah, they, yes. I mean, I, yeah, and that can every be a year. I know it could be, be a, a big problem. You could be in their but conference and be more fun for you. Yeah, no kidding. Nebraska. I mean, they're coming into. Are they coming to Provo? Yes. I mean, that's kind of a saving grace, but that's what I thought yeah, last week I against know. Utah. Yeah, and I know. That didn't seem to. Mm. They're not even saying who the quarterback's going to be this weekend. They Ooh, shouldn't. That's I, a bad I, sign. Uh, you know, that night, mm. what, was, what was the final last week, 1916 or whatever? 1913. Oh, 13. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it felt worse than that. And <laughs> it really felt worse than 27 nothing the week before. It sure did. And I, I was surprised that they left your boy Tanner in for the whole game last week. I kind of was, I mean, too. I thought they were going to pull him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I may I may have pulled them had I been the coach. All right, um, just for something, starting a spark, something. I know. What's your deal? I know. Get your head out of your rear. Let's go. Exactly. Ian in New York. Hi, you're on with Pat Gray. Welcome to the Blaze. Hey guys. Hey Pat. Hey. How you doing? I just wanted to touch off on this abortion on on murder and the miracle that uh, I, I believe Steve Jobs' mom gave birth to him and passed him yeah. off to somebody to, to raise him, and and uh, look where we are today. And and maybe the next mm. child with cancer is going to be aborted. And this girl that just did this abortion, this evil girl that just that tried to flush it down. I'm surprised. Oh, and McDonald's. Parenthood didn't come out. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't come out and say how self sufficient she was. <laughs> well, maybe they're mad at her. Well, maybe they're very funny. mad at her. Because she didn't come in and they didn't get to sell her baby in parts to people. Right. And this is how twisted it's become that that you, we can't fall out of the grace of God. And this abortion, murdering these miracles, and you never, every baby is a miracle. And, and it's just, it's an abomination. And I'd like to leave off on something funny after something so serious. That Hillary Clinton has never looked better. I saw her on the show the other day. <laughs> all, that down, all that downward dog she was doing when she was headed for the limo, I think uh, it's all paying off. It really, she looked well, great. I'd be half a-, a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of Thanks, on behalf of Hillary, thank you. Uh, five o'clock shadow and all looks better than the real thing. Mm-hmm. Craig in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey, um, I was listening to you talking about the mark of the beast and being self sufficient, but I was wondering how are we going to pay our property taxes if we don't get the mark? I think they're going to try to ban any type of barter system. Yeah. Uh, declare gold and silver tools of terrorists and try to force us in. I mean, yeah. I could absolutely see all of that happen. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean unless you're living in a cabin that you built out in the woods, <laughs> you're not going to know about it. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's where Thanks, the, Craig. yeah, Craig, that, that's where your communities are going to come in though. Right. I mean, if mm-hmm. you want to, I mean, if we can, 
play this out as far as you want to play it out. But, I mean, that's where communities are going to come in. And the communities are going to have to build, you know, Fort Pat. And mm-hmm. Fort Pat is going to have to stand up and say, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, this We're doing our commerce here, and we're going to be back. You just leave us alone. That's going to happen. Just leave us alone. Yeah. I wonder we what kind of role Bitcoin is going to play in the future. I don't know. They're in down about $1,000 like in yeah. a, a, a coin. I bought in at a good time. <laughs> oh, come on. That's what <laughs> we how said. How much did you spend? As soon as any of us would buy it, it would start going the other way. Okay. It, but it was up to 4300 and yeah. I think now it's down to 33 right? I, bu- I bought in at 45 <laughs> check. check right now. <laughs> Paula in California. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, how are you doing, Pat? Doing good. We're uh, in the first place. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, all the guys and the gals at the Blaze. Um, I've been you. watching you since you were at Fox, and um, every day there's something that uh, that uh, you you guys nail the just just nail it right on the head. Do you tell um, other people in California that you watch us? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good. Hey, I was born and raised here. Uh, It didn't used to be as bad as it is now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Everybody knows that we watch you guys. And, uh, I mean, even my sisters know whether they watch you or not. (laughs) (laughs) And even uh, at that, speaking of my sisters, um, they always hear from you guys from... Turn down, your, my daughter. turn down your radio a little bit. The delay is going to mess you up. Um, oh, I'm you, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I, it's just so that you don't hear yourself from five seconds ago. Um, okay, okay, so 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 what's on your mind? Um, you're talking about the chip. Yeah. And um, like you, I believe 100% that it's, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Don't know if I would want to live in the state of California by then. When that right. happens, no, you probably wouldn't yeah. want to be there. No, I, I'm not but, sure. I appreciate the call, Paula. I don't think we'll want to be in any urban setting. I don't think so either. When that happens, I, I think you're going to want to be a like a mountain person. You're going to want to be out in the country. <laughs> you're going to want to be not be around people, or at least people you don't know very well. You yeah. know, maybe you and your family have a little place. And that sounds like, oh, you're trying, you're advocating for compounds. What are you, David Koresh now? Is that what this I is? I know. That's, that's what I was saying. When play it out. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I understand it. I, I, I'm not. I know. I, that's why I tried to lighten it up a little bit about Fort Pat. But that's what's going to have to happen. Oh, it has to. If you play yeah. it out with not being able to do anything unless you have the chip or, you know, in your wrist or your Otherwise, coin. your next door neighbor is going to kill you and eat you. Right. <laughs> it's just it's just what is probably gonna happen if you're not, you know, away from an urban setting. It it could get pretty ugly when, when this when all of this unfolds, and I don't know when that is. Nobody does. Uh Ron, hi. In West Virginia, you're on the blaze. Oh, cool. Uh nice to meet all of you for one thing. I like your show a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Um I was listening earlier, you were talking about the whole uh Facebook thing about how they do their own kind of deal there. Yeah. And I've actually had an experience with them kind of messing with me, well, so I believe. Um, same with YouTube. I, I have a group that we uh, we stick up for the Confederate monuments in our area. And uh, all of a sudden, my pages went down and everything. I, I couldn't get on. They said I didn't exist. And then wow. I, can, I waited long enough, logged back wow. on, but anything with the Confederate flag was gone off my profile, and my YouTube was completely disassembled. 
Well, they're all inclusive and and diverse, and they just, I mean, they're tolerant of other people's uh, viewpoints, right? They're all about freedom of speech, unless it's not progressive speech. Unless we decide. Now you're talking hate. If you have a Confederate flag on any of your stuff, that's obviously hate speech, and we can't have that. It's not even just that. We, uh, me and my buddies, had a barbecue and a. We had a guy, you know, we had a flag on his truck, and these people with those uh, rainbow flags came out and started throwing stuff at us too. We had to split what? really quickly. It just, yeah, it just had a little. Uh, we have a, a Civil War place up around here. It's a, I think it was a fort at one time, and we just did a cookout there. You know, nothing. He just had a flag on his truck. They came out, and started screaming, "No hate in my city!" Waving the, their flags around, and they one of them threw a bottle at a buddy of mine, and then they just started yelling crap and. Okay, but but there's no hate in their city. They threw the bottle at you guys with love. No hate in our city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they they did that, and they even and the worst part of it is they they say we have no hate, but yet we have an ODing problem like you would not believe, and all kinds of violence. Oh yeah, yeah, there's no hate, all right. Right, exactly. Appreciate it. Thanks, Uh, Steve in North Carolina. You're on the blaze. Oh, good afternoon, Pat. Another long time listener since Monday. (laughs) Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, Listen to you guys talking about the stuff with the coupons to get, uh, you know, food from the store, discounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, why just not buy from those places? Buy local. Buy your farmer's markets. Do all that stuff. Uh, I plan, I'm already starting homesteading. I have generators where I'm going to have my own electricity. I have a well in my yard. And pretty soon my wife and I are going to set ourselves up with our own chickens and everything. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Just, that's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. That's what you have to well, do. Well, I listen to you guys talk talk mm-hmm. with Glenn, and he's got his ranch out there. I mean, there's going to become a time we should be eating that way anyway. I mean, I know you guys talked about Monsanto in the past and everything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's not mm-hmm. a good sign with everything that's going on with the food, and I believe that uh, people should be more self-sufficient. You I, don't have to be radical like sure. peppers and all that stuff, but just enough to... Uh, you know, when something happens. To take like, care of yourself. Like, I, I agree. Like if there's a hurricane. 100%, Steve. Yeah. What a but when Steve's yeah. market can get me my half gallon of mint chocolate chip ice cream at will when I want, then I'm shopping local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you tell me what, instead of going out and trying to find it, just get yourself an ice cream maker and do it yourself, Jeff. <laughs> can, I, can I just... I know. I just, you remember cranking... It, it, oh, I, cream, cream, ice... Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I was forced to do that as a child. I know. Uh-huh. I will tell you this: homemade ice cream is tremendous, is phenomenal. Yeah, no anyway. kidding. It's better than even Bluebell. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. You Appreciate know, it. If if you've got a Fort Pat, if we have a place set up in mind where you have a cabin out in the woods, just make plans in the back of your mind right now that if the worst case scenario happens. Don't be talking about it right now with people that you don't want to show up there out of the blue and find you. In other words, mm-hmm. Jeffy has no idea where I'm going when the end comes. So, um, Pat, uh, we'll, we'll talk later. I'll tell you the meeting place um, just in private. Well, we no, might you, to, uh, you can talk with Pat anytime you want. Hmm? Because uh, as we clear about something, Keith, I don't care where you're going. Uh, there's going to be ice cream there. 888 <laughs> More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat 
Matt Gray. Welcome. 888-933-93. Uh, we haven't gotten to this celebrity's list of uh, carbon footprint uh, uh, stuff here with this global warming deal. Uh, obviously, just a ton of celebrities got together. And, and to their credit, they're they're doing a really good thing for Houston and for the hurricane victims. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the hurricane victims in Irma. And they're trying to raise money with this, with this event. Uh, it's interesting, though, because they're all global warming goofballs. <laughs> And so somebody tracked their carbon footprint because of all the miles they fly. This isn't even taking their homes into consideration. Uh, For instance, Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio, who's one of the more obnoxious celebrities in the world, (laughs) has believed to have traveled 87,000 miles in the past year. 87,000 miles. That's enough carbon uh, to raise the temperature about... 15 degrees. Yeah, but he's by he, himself. He's bought some credits, though, so he's good. <laughs> that, that's, I think that's what they think. Yeah. Uh, but it's the, the hypocrisy here. If you really believe that it's catastrophic, you wouldn't be doing that. And no it's way, you horrific. And the earth is dying. There is no way no you're chance. flying 87,000 miles a year. No way. There's no way. Not even close. I don't care what you're doing or where you're going or where you think you have to be. You don't do it because it, you believe you're going to kill the earth. In fact, if they really believed it, they'd make a point. Uh, they'd make a point of not doing those things and doing it from their home on Skype. And mm-hmm. they'd make a point of saying, mm-hmm. we're meeting like this because I'm trying to save the planet. So just his air travel racked up 15 tons of carbon dioxide. I knew I didn't like DiCaprio, that bastard. Uh, I mean, the hypocrisy, I just... Hard to take. Hard to take. Joe in Oregon, you're on the blaze. Hi. Whoa, hey, hey Joe. Joe. All right, let's go to Radine. Radine in California, you're on with Pat Gray. Hi. Hey, Pat. So hey. good to talk to you. Um, you know, I had to call in about the chip. Mm-hmm. I, like you, kind of grew up thinking, you know, we're going to have this big line and being beheaded if we don't take yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, That's the way uh, it was presented. You know, Exactly. And I always thought, of course, I'm going to go there. I'll walk on up to the guillotine. Um, but this is really around the corner, you know, and I know I'm not going to compromise salvation. But when it comes down to it, I'm already a chronic pain patient and have to watch my husband work his butt off to make sure I have medicine. Am I going to watch that suffering, you know, or is he going to do that for me? It's like it's a real thing to think about. It is. It's true. By the way, Pete, I'm the one bugging you on your email, so check it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Got it, Keith? What are you talking about? Check it, buddy. Thanks. Just check it, Keith. Just check it. Whoa. I have no idea what she's talking about. My email? That's what she said, so check it, buddy. Okay, I'll I'll get on that. Michelle in California, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey, Hey. Jeffy. Hey, Keith. Listen, um, this whole chip thing. Mm-hmm. If I were of childbearing age, um, I would not be letting my newborn child out of my sight because I believe right. that they will start chipping at birth. And they might. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I do. In fact, That's... I've got quite a few young people, you know, my friend's daughters, who are on their second and third child, and they now see that this stuff is being done voluntary. That's... Well, why won't it be done involuntary? That's probably a pretty good call. And they, and they probably will just start, uh, you know, it'll last for a year. 
So we'll put this. We're just going to put this chip in your baby. It'll last for a year, just for a safety, so you know where it's at all the time. Oh well, they're not going to tell you about it if they're doing it. No, I think you, they you will. will. I think that's how they'll get you through the door. Well, they'll, yeah, they'll suck. They'll suck you in. For yes, convenience. I think that's how they get your door. Get you and then by the, the time you're 21, they're going to be able to track the bars you're going to. Yeah. The I mean, they already put know. the they already put the wrist bands and the the ankle bands on the babies, right? So that you can't, you're not supposed to leave the hospital. So they don't get you can't leave the hallways, yeah. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, they I mean, beep them just through something, the, and the picture right. of the parents and the kid comes up. Yeah, you put a you put a chip in the little baby, and I mean that sounds super paranoid, and it probably sounds crazy to people who've never thought about any of this stuff. But really, is it? It's not. It's not that crazy no, when you look around and you. I mean, there's worse things going on than that. <laughs> I mean, yes, we've come a long way. We. We live in remarkable times. Thanks for the call, Michelle. We That's uh, live in remarkable times. That is chilling. Um, Robert in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. I live in uh, Floyd, Virginia. I got a 28-acre farm. And um, I was just calling because I hear you talking about living in a cabin out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not that simple to do, you know. <laughs> no, I know. No, trust me, <laughs> I know. In an environment like you guys live in, you know, where mm-hmm. you go to the grocery store every day, probably within walking distance or a short drive. Um, you well, know, I'm, I'm 19 miles school. from any kind of town. No. We have a little trout stream in front, and, and my wife and I, we pretty much take care of ourselves here. And I'm turning 60, and let me tell you, it's not easy. We're going right. to sell this thing because... Uh, it's a lot of work. My age, yeah. Yeah, you know what? So if it all goes to chips and the world goes down, man, we got to realize that, you know, not everybody's going to run away to some fantasy land in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it, I know, it's, but it sounds good, right? I mean, you have to think it a little. It sounds great. It does. But the other example is I live in Floyd County, Virginia, and, and anybody Google the real estate prices here, and you're going to be amazed how inexpensive you could buy a beautiful farm here for. And, uh, you try to sell your really farm on the show, and... <laughs> but you know what are you going to do for work? And that's the big issue, right? You got to live, you know, amongst a, a large population of people where you deal with traffic, and like Houston's dealing with, and Florida mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, the fortunate thing living out here, you know, we we don't have those kind of issues at least right now. Right. But it would be nice. Um, to see people realize that uh, there's a great value in that lifestyle of living in a country and in an urban area. Mm-hmm. That um, not everybody that lives out here has the same um, ideas. You know, we, we start saying everybody on the coast is democratic, everybody in, in the interior is Republican. It's not necessarily true when you get down to these little towns and and you see how people in Houston are all living together and, and doing that very well. Our little town does very well with that. Although last weekend we had an incident here in this little town where, you know, we had people ride through with uh, Confederate flags and other people got upset about it. We got a little monument downtown. Because that monument's got to go. Yeah, the, mo- the <laughs> monument will go. So It probably will. Yeah, it will. At some point. It's just a matter of time. But, um, it sits there by the courthouse today. Um, we have never really had an issue like this until recently. Where you know, well, way back in the past, sure. Mm-hmm. Historically, yeah, you know, I, I shouldn't say that because it's under the 
under the covers, yeah, it happens. But it uh, happened right on Main Street so a little bit. Yeah, appreciate the call. Thanks, Robert. Uh, Mike in Florida. Hi, you're on with Pat Gray. Hey, guys. Hey, I got, hey guys, I got, I got good news for you. All right. We're all we're all going to die before we have to take that mark. <laughs> if we take, Are we? If Boy, we does that right. sound like good news. Thanks. <laughs> So we go back two verses, I mean, two or three verses, and we've got the whole beast thing, and now we got to worship him or not. And if you don't worship him, mm-hmm. he kills you. Therefore, you don't even have to take the mark. So that is good. We don't news. have to worry about our compound. <laughs> that yeah, is awesome. good. Thank you, Mike. Oh, yeah, and a happy Friday to you. Oh, he brings the fun into this conversation. That's a good point. Keith. happy Friday right good back to you, morning. Mike. Susan in Kentucky, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Um, unlike this gentleman, I don't think I'm going to be killed before Mm -hmm. the mark has to be taken. I was raised to believe in the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. So I don't believe I'm going to be here and have to face that choice. So you, you like disappear Uh, and your clothes fall down in a neatly folded manner on the seat where you Well, you know, that's a Nicolas Cage movie. That's not reality. (laughs) Well, that's exactly how I perceive the rapture now. And, you know, the person's gone, but their clothing remains behind and it's all nicely folded on the seat here. That was a very that was. That was. <laughs> is very considerate of the angel or the Lord or whoever took you up to go ahead and leave your clothes there. Well, that's gonna leave a minute. You don't mess after everybody's because, gone. You know, then the people who don't take the mark will have clothing in case they can't buy it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so wait go. a minute. The that's last nice. caller told us that we'll be dead before we have to take the mark of the beast. Yeah, she just told Susan me we'll believes. be raptured up into heaven, or which whatever. is way better. I like that. Right. I do too. So e- like either way, we're not going to have to worry about the mark yeah. of the beast. So well, this- somebody's going to have to because somebody's taking the mark. I see that. Thanks, Susan. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I I don't know. Nobody knows the time. Quite honestly, and there's, and I'm not saying this is happening this week or next week or next year right. or within the next decade. Well, that's the nobody problem. Nobody right? knows the time, right. and that is the one thing we do know is that nobody knows. Right. What I'm saying now is, you know, you consider the possibility, and you prepare for every eventuality you possibly can, as best you can, as best you can. That's all you can do. Well, and you can have a nice weekend. Uh, and uh, look forward to and download the podcast and tell all your friends, neighbors, relatives, download the podcast too. Okay. Uh, and we'll see you back here at 12 Eastern on Monday. Pack Ray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.